Welcome to Talking Mopars episode number 81. This is a replay of a Facebook live stream that I did talking Mopars with some of my buddies on April 9th at 8 p.m. So in case you missed the live stream, this is the audio. Now, without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars Direct Connections Live. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. We are live, friends. My name is Chris Albrecht. I'm sure you know that by now. This is my friend, Bud, and we're going to talk Mopars tonight. We may have some other friends join us. Um, not quite sure what the, what the deal is tonight. Um, a lot of people doing things. I know Johnny Mopar is heading down to the track to race his tin grill. Um, my buddy Matt is supposed to show up. We'll see what his plan is. And I think Blake is out enjoying life with the family, which is awesome um but i've got my friend bud here i'm here no mopar hunter left behind i had somebody to join me <laughs> so we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time we're gonna talk mopars i have no agenda today we're just gonna wing it and see what happens so for those of you that are tuning in right now if you have a webcam or a cell phone camera and a set of earbuds or headphones i'm about to post a link to this conversation that we're having and you can join us on screen if you want to so that will be posted into the chat right now so if that's something that you're interested in you want to come on screen talk with bud and myself you can do that but like i said no agenda we're just going to talk random mopar stuff so without further ado if you are a mopar enthusiast then you are in the right place don't go anywhere you're tuned into the best mopar enthusiast driven podcast on planet earth and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter. That's my friend, Bud. And this is Talking Mopars, Direct Connections Live. Bud, my friend, what is going on? What have you been up to, buddy? Uh, not a whole lot. Just trying to make it through the week. Uh, a lot of rain here in Iowa, so. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were trying to. Tried to get some garage time today. It didn't really work out. I was trying to make it down to the uh, down to the Mopar shop, and I left work early to do so, and got tied up with other things. And so, yeah, this will be my Mopar fix for the day, right here. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I need some garage therapy this weekend. And actually, I just found out that a couple vans landed in my local pick and pull, and they just hit the yard earlier this week. The place closes at four. So all week long, I've been trying to get off work early to get there in time. I've got my tools in the truck. I have a, I have what I call a go bag for when nice. something pops up at Pinkapool. I have my normal tools that I bring with me um, that pretty much cover me for every little situation I might come across while I'm at the yard. But uh, I haven't managed to get off in time. So I'm going to hit it at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, there's some stuff that I need for the van. And uh, I really want to get cracking away on that van and... Uh, the Mr. Norm truck this weekend. I got some stuff I need to do to that. Get it, get it in the garage, get it running. And uh, we'll go from there. See what happens. Now, does your pick and pull let you bring a grinder in or do you, is it strictly like a sawzall? No sparks. 
That's so, how ours is. So I was making sure. There is a trick around it, though. Like for me, there's a couple little. I need some patch panels for my van, and I'm sure you know what the nibblers are, right? Oh yeah. You've seen the nibblers? Yeah. I can get away with a a nibbler, so I'm going in there with my Dewalt drill, my cordless, and I'm going to go ah, in there, hook that's, that sucker that's up. Smart. Yeah. Drill a couple holes, a couple pilot holes, rock that sucker in, get a piece bigger than I need, and uh, go from there. That's that's the plan. Um, I need to look at their price sheet and see if they price sheet metal. Cause I'm not sure what they're going to do when I come up with chunks of metal, because <laughs> they check your tool bag when you go in there and oh, when yeah. you leave now. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Our, um, our local yard has like a bouncer out front He's like, <laughs> you, know, you walk up and he's like, let me see your bag. And you open it up and he's, you gotta have a mask on with the whole COVID thing. So oh, before yeah. you even get to a mask on bag open and I, I went like, two or three times ago and he was like oh you gotta take that grinder back that had a milwaukee <laughs> battery grinder that i needed to get a cross member and i, I didn't want to drill or mess with popping rivets off the frame so i was just gonna cut the cut v's in the heads and knock them off and sure he's like absolutely not take it back so <laughs> i was like well he can use a sawzall and i said well that makes sparks too but sometimes yeah. i guess yeah. not like not like a grinder does i understand yeah so We'll see what they do when I bring them some sheet metal. Cause I'm just going to, I'm going to put the nibbler in the bottom of the bag and be like, I, I didn't bring a sawzall or anything. You checked my bag. I, <laughs> I found these pieces of metal just laying out there and I thought that they might make good patch panels. So we'll give it a try. Right. <laughs> um, Our yard had a couple of tin grills uh, last time I was out there and they're pretty well picked over. It was odd to see them. It was just, we were getting so new uh-huh. with them, with the vehicles that are coming in nowadays that, it was kind of, but I did score some uh, mid to late 80s diplomat 15 by seven, five on four and a halves for my son's charger last time I was there for I think 30 bucks for the set. Oh, wow, steel wheels, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so nice. So that was nice. a good deal, yeah, but awesome. Looks like we got a little action in the chat. Let's see what Ed says. Oh, we also have a guest coming on, my buddy Curtis. We'll get you on in a second, bud. Um, Ed says he finally got some stuff out of his storage. That's good. Um, I need a storage, <laughs> but <laughs> that won't be for a while. Like I, I, I keep saying it. I want to sell my house and get a house with a shop. That would, uh, that would help me out a lot. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Darren Kirkpatrick is in the house. Hello, Darren. How's it going, buddy? I know that, uh, we've been talking about getting you on the show. Now's your chance. <laughs> you want to come on right now get your camera set up bud come on the show that's my buddy mike the nibbler exactly what we call it yeah that's <laughs> that's what it is everybody likes a little nibble every once in a while david he came on with us last week dragging a gas power compressor and air tools that would be awesome if you could just chuck it over the fence but um <laughs> yeah i am not getting away with it at our place yeah I know that the last time I was in there, I was live streaming and uh, I don't know about your yard, bud, but mine, they've got tweakers all over the place. And there's a guy with his shirt off and he's like singing to himself. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then a couple of people are like looking at me all sketched out. Like, what is he doing filming? But I just ignored him. <laughs> but then I thought to myself, God, if I was in there and some weirdo was live stream, because I'm talking into the camera. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure some of those tweakers are like, what's he doing? No, I haven't. I just typically encounter regular old, you know, blue yeah. collar guys like myself at the yard, and you're just trying to find, so, trying to try to find a deal on something, or find what they're looking for, and in and out. But 
I, I think it's a good little hustle if you go in there and you know what to look for, like really common parts that people are always looking for. I'm sure that people do a little Craigslist uh, hustle. And yeah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So Lusk built my buddy Ryan. Um he we were just talking the other day how he'll go in there and he'll pick up uh second or whatever the third gen, whatever the no second gen, ninety-eight or ninety-three to two thousand one RAM. If he can get a complete seat that's in good shape, they sell for like 120 at the yard, and he'll sell for 300 on Craigslist. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That's, what See, he was that's, saying. A, that's a good hustle. That's a good hustle. Yeah, Curtis. Curtis, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? Welcome to the show. Um, Curtis, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, since you've never been on before, and uh, you're a new guest. I love the shirt. That's one of the shirts that I designed. Uh, Is it? It's one of my, favorite, one of my favorite shirts. Favorite yeah. Shirts. Where did you get you it? Bring it? Amazon. Uh, my wife got it for me a year and a half ago for Christmas, and I haven't been able no to find kidding. it since. This thing is really? worn out. Man, uh, I can help you with that. Yeah, I designed that shirt. Um, yeah, I have. I thought uh, you had. Yeah, I have some pictures of the pencil drawing. It's the best work I've ever done, and I didn't think I could ever top it, so I just stopped doing cartoons. <laughs> but uh, it is de- it's the um, the paint chip Cuda for those of you that don't know. If you see Curtis's shirt there. Um, it's a cartooned version of the paint chip coot. I thought it was really cool. Um, it's my go-to it's, it's pretty worn out. I need another one. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll set you up, buddy. Um, tell everybody about your projects. Uh, 68 dart GT four speed car. It's an original car, uh, building a 340 stroker for it right now. It's got a 318 in it. So good car to tool around in, uh, yeah, forever trying to buy it really so uh the 340 or the dart in general the dart in general they yep. came from the same guy oh okay. um spent about eight years trying to buy the car from him what was it <laughs> yeah what was the deal why didn't he want to sell it uh so eight years ago i was living down in vancouver washington mm-hmm. met the guy he was the neighbor and he you know he had it since 80 he bought it he sold it in like 84 bought it back in like 88 um drag raced it a lot in the 80s and then he got it back kind of it was his wife's car and it kind of just sat he drove it every now and then and then i came up it was either he didn't re- wasn't ready to sell it or i didn't have the money so last summer it kind of aligned and i sold my 72 dart and bought that and you know what was that what was the story with the 72 that you wanted to get rid of that one for the older one that's so I spent about four years building that out of two seventy twos. Bought one that was completely rusty. That was I was trying to build that one at first, and figured out the frame rails were gone in it. And for Washington, that's pretty bad rust. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, especially this side where it's all desert and there's no rust at all. But ended up finding another seventy two sitting in a field. Built a hot three eighteen for it, nine oh four, more drag car style. Cool. And then, like I said, the 68 came up and I sold a lot to get it. Did, was it hard to get rid of the project you had been working on for so long? I mean, you get two, you make one. It's like, did you develop a sentimental value? Was it hard to get rid of them? At first, yes. Um, I wouldn't. I have no regrets whatsoever. Uh, like I said, that car, that 68, I dreamed about having that car from day one. Um, my dad had a 69, so I liked that front end and rear end a little bit better. Yeah. Um, my wife wasn't too happy with me. She liked the 72, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't that how it usually works, though? I, I spent 14 years chipping away at my wife because she hates vans. And she said I would never have a van. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, OK, well, we'll see about that. And there's a van in the garage now. So who won? I did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was not easy, though. Um, uh, so where are you at right now with your dart, Curtis? Uh, it's my daily driver right now. It's a 318, oh, really? 318 four-speed. Um, it's originally a 318 car, but it doesn't have the original engine, so I don't feel too bad about you know modifying it. Uh, picked up the 340 two weeks ago. It was like, I don't know if I should tell how much I paid because it came with HP manifolds and everything. Let's just say it was right around a thousand bucks. Okay, yeah, um, that, for a 340, that's not bad. Yeah, you did well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it was a 72 cast crank. Um, someone, I'm more pissed that they painted it Ford blue. <laughs> but but uh, tearing into it, you know, it's got 188J heads on it. Um, LD4B Edelbrock, basic stuff to it. Uh, crank needs work, I found out last weekend. So I'm looking at stroking it to a 416, um, which kind of gathering money right now so what are your plans for are you, are you trying to do uh a full-on custom you're gonna have a ratty muscle car drag car what are you trying to do with it ratty muscle car I, the car is nice, nice for an original car i don't really want to change it too much i put new interior in it but other okay. than that you know it's what that, color what color is the car it's the gg1 dark metallic green nice uh, green interiors uh turbine wheels um it's basically stayed that way since the 80s when he first bought it cool. so i don't want to change it too much but it it needs it's got some spots where there's primer so i'll blend those in with paint and <clears throat> i'd like to leave it as original as i can when did you become a mopar enthusiast was it because your dad had a dart and it was kind of in the family or how did that come about so yeah more more so my dad uh Growing up in high school, I built a lot of Toyotas and Jeeps and was into the four-wheel drives because he was back when, you know, when I was growing up. But he had hot rods when before I came about. Sure. And <clears throat> growing up, listening to stories about his dart, and which I'm trying to find right now, but I haven't had a whole lot of luck. Um, so if anyone knows of a 69 340 Swinger clone, uh, R4 red, white stripe, black interior, hard top, no vinyl hit me up and that's in washington i imagine uh he, last it was seen it was in portland early 2000s oh, okay okay uh, it's funny how some of some of those cars they end up turning up i am i hope to god i can find my dad's van because I, I joke about it but i'm pretty sure i was conceived in that thing and if i could that's a huge <laughs> piece of history for me i would almost if somebody came up with my dad's old van gosh the sentimental attachment for me I would probably give up the van and my truck to have that van back just because it was the, it was definitely the one that got away. My dad should have bought it from my uncle, but he didn't. And uh, from what I understand, the kid who bought it from my uncle wrecked it. Now, I don't know to what extent. I don't know if it ended up getting totaled out. I don't know if it ended up getting saved. And I've pretty much reached out to all the local vanners that I know um, from Instagram and nobody has come up with anything. So I'm a, I'm a little bummed out, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you never know. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hoping that someone can at least tell me what happened to it. Oh, I was in, 
I saw it in a wrecking yard back in, you know, 97 or something that I just want, I want closure. And if that closure is finding out that it did get wrecked um, and totaled that that's fine. Uh, as long as I know what happened to it, because the idea that it might still be out there uh, really gets to me. I'm like, gosh, if it's out there, I got to find it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's funny how we get suckered into the Mopar game. You know, I, I find out of all the stories that I've read, it seems to be that not very many people find Mopars on their own. It's usually some sort of influence from the past, you know, their parents or their grandparents. So I, I always like stories like that. I like your story about the dart and your dad having one because my dad had a dart. Um, and, I, you know, I thought I would have my green one for a long time. I really did. Uh, I had a lot of big dreams for that one. But there comes a point where, you know, much like yourself, if you want something else more, you know, you, you'll know how bad you want it if you are willing to sacrifice it. You know what I mean? And I sacrificed my dart and my blue truck to get what I have now. And, you know, other than a pinch of regret after I did it, I have no regrets now. So, yes, yeah, you know, when I first did did the swapping with mine, I was a little hesitant to sell my 72 because, like I said, I I built it over three years. It was the first car that I really ground up built from nothing. Um, but, you know, as soon as I got the 68, every shred of regret was gone. Yeah. yeah. Eight years is a long time, man. Uh, gosh, I was after that Mr. Norm truck for almost six years. So. Uh, I know that. So was the dart local to you and you had to see it all the time or was it something that you knew about? Uh, how did how did you know about the car? So in 2012, right out of high school, I moved down to Vancouver. Uh, I was only there for about six months, but the guy lived across the street from where I was living. So and, you know, I I bought a Datsun pickup from him, drove that ended up wrecking that one really bad. And then, you know, I, I talked to him a lot and, you know, just became friends with him. And, you know. Uh, last summer, I, I on a whim, I had a 60 Studebaker that I was given, drove it V8 three on the tree car. Um, and he's a big Studebaker guy. And I was like, hey, you know, it was given to me. It runs and drives. If you want it, you can have it. And then it kind of worked out to where I gave him some cash, that car. And, you know, it, it worked out really well. I mean, I paid quite quite a bit for what people consider an a body's worth but it's a it's a nice car and it came with probably it came with all new legendary interior nice came with all sway bars bunch of extra parts um legendary interior there's like two thousand dollars worth of stuff there which i put in wow. this last winter very cool yeah i i'm an expert in paying more than something's worth <laughs> yeah. I, I i'm probably uh, man gosh i if if i needed to or wanted to sell my truck right now i don't think i could let it go for gosh <laughs> i never thought i'd be uh talking about this but i probably wouldn't let it go for less than twenty thousand, you know and that's crazy for a tin girl <laughs> you know what i mean and i know that and that's why it's not for sale <clears throat> but it, it would have to be uh i love that truck so much and it means so much that i actually have it now that it would take a lot of money to pry it from my fingers now that said there are a couple cars on my bucket list of Mopars that I would love to own someday. And if one of those came up and it was the right move, I, I would, it would be, it would have to be a really nice uh, B or E body for me to uh, consider a trade um, or an original uh, 383 dart or a 440 dart. That'd be cool. Um, 
an original numbers matching big block dart could definitely sway me a little bit. Uh, but I, I just love the truck too much. Um, right. But, and you're in the same position as me where, you know, you so long you worked for it and, you know, always had that thought in the back of your head, you know, maybe I could get this and, you know, yeah. it, it, it was pretty awesome going down and buying that car and driving it home four hours. Right. Killer feeling. You're like, I got it. Finally. Yeah. yeah that man, I, I know that feeling. Gosh, it's like, a I high. Mean, <laughs> oh yeah. And then yeah. daily driving it, there's at least once or twice a week, people want to buy it. And I'm always <laughs> like, all right, yeah, a hundred grand. That's way more than a body's worth. That's a yeah. lot more than I paid, but yeah. that's my not, not for yeah. sale price. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Matt. Monroe in the house. Big Block, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? I brought Fro. Fro, what's up, man? Uh, it's same nice old, same to... old. What are yeah. you guys doing? You know, just hanging out, talking Mopars, buddy. It's finally good to put a face to the voice. For those of you that don't know, Matt and Fro are part of the ho basically the hosts, co-hosts, along with Chris, of the Mad Fro Monroe on Big Block's Garage podcast. If you haven't heard that, it's definitely a podcast I would check out. I've checked out. I'm subscribed. So um definitely go give it a listen these guys are hilarious uh i i can't wait I can't, you guys are goofballs and i love it because i'm a goofball so i can relate um but good to have you guys on what are you guys up to we just got done what doing like an hour episode of just basically nothing but cracking up nice there there, there are some segues that kind of get off track that's the best part about these things. I, Fro, I thought you were taking off for a little bit. What, your sabbatical is over already? What, what happened? I, I, I needed to, uh, I needed to unwind for a couple of weeks, and I did, and I found out that I'm actually better just doing the show. Yeah, just admit it. You missed Matt. You missed Matt. I, I missed the whole process. <laughs> in, in all honesty, it, I, I've said it on the the podcast several times. I, I'm the old guy in the room, so it's one of those things where I don't exactly understand why anybody would, would want to sit here and listen. <laughs> and the more we do it, the more I, I start to get it, the more I start to understand. Literally, car guys just want to sit around and talk about cars. And, and if you can if you can catch that in a bottle for just a minute, you're, you're doing something. Absolutely. I, there's something about the car community that it's it's really weird because even you know people that you would almost deem as you know they have celebrity status because they've been on tv um you can definitely have a down-to-earth conversation with some of those people and i think that you know it really breaks that wall down the love of cars and it's platforms like this and podcasts like ours you know we're just normal people you know we don't have tv shows or anything like that and i think a lot of people can relate to the things we say um you know, I, I know a lot of people have reached out to me like, hey, man, I, I really relate to what you're saying um, about, you know, losing motivation on your projects or all the all the things that I've talked about throughout the course of my podcast. Um, I, I've even had plenty of people reach out to me and say, quit being lazy. <laughs> you're being a lazy bastard. Get out there. <laughs> you know, and I, I love it. I love the I love the positivity. I I, I even accept the negativity. Yeah, it's all good to me. So. Um, I definitely uh, think that podcasts like this, where you get a bunch of different people from all walks of life, um, that's why I started referring to these podcasts as the Motley Crew of Mopars, because it's like people from all over the country, all different walks of life, all types of cars. Um, when you come together, it just creates great conversation. Uh, 
you know, sometimes you go on tangents, but you know, that's all part of the fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. So Matt, I see the duster in the background. Blake is not here to defend himself. So we need you to talk some shit about what's going to part what's going to take place at Mo party. Okay. Uh, I really think he'll probably end up taking me in the quarter mile, but I think when we do the, the, the cone courses, I think my car being lighter will help me out a lot there. Um, just a little bit more nimble than sure. that, that e-body, but we'll, we shall see. Yeah. I, uh, I tried to get him to talk shit when he was on. I was like, Hey, Matt's not here. <laughs> let it go. He wouldn't <laughs> let it go. He wouldn't let it go. So I'll do the shit talking for you. I, I think the, I think the e-body is going to lose in, uh, in the drag and the, the road course. That's, I, I think, uh, I think Blake's going to get after it a little bit too much. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to, you know, light him up a little bit too much off the line. And I think you're just going to nice little Sunday cruise down the track and smoke him. That's what I think. Sorry, Blake, you're not here to defend yourself, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can hope that's how it's going to go. I mean, so ho- hopefully we can even get the car there. It still looks like Swiss cheese back there. Fro's just blocking it for me. <laughs> uh, it's modern Hemi versus modern Hemi. Mod- Hemi on Hemi crime. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's, <laughs> it's, that's why I think you have the major advantage because you're going to be lighter hands down. So I, I'm, I, I think the a body is going to win and I still have, I still have a special place in my heart for a bodies, even though I don't have one anymore. So I'm, I'm rooting for the duster. Um, sorry, Blake, sorry to break the I news mean, to you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not trying to give anything away, but there's been quite a few QA one boxes showing up in my house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Holly last year put on their first um, their first annual Mo party, which is like the uh, the Mopar answer to LS Fest. And from what I gather, it was a huge success. I really wanted to make it. I couldn't make it, but this year I'm definitely going to make it. And so are a bunch of my friends. And there's going to be a friendly little competition between Matt and Blake from DIY Hemi. It's going to be Blake's e body, his AAR Cuda versus Matt in his Duster. And both of them have 5.7 Hemis. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun competition, and it's all gonna be documented too. That's gonna be the fun part. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. There has to be some sort of a wager, though. I don't like these gentleman bets. I think they're I think they're <sighs> bullshit. I think we need to get some. The, it doesn't have to be monetary. I don't know what I could offer up. <laughs> hmm. We'll have to we'll have to think about that one. But there's there's got to be something. I don't know maybe yeah, you gotta uh, put some skin on it for something yeah something i don't know it's got to be something humorous i like i like humorous type things um we'll we'll figure something out it won't be we'll, too we'll pretty good. yeah, yeah it, it's gonna be fun um but uh yeah so uh how far how much more work do you have to do because it seems like this year's already going by quick for me anyway i don't know matt if you're feeling the pressure or what i i am a little bit i mean right now the what what sheet metal needed to come off to get replaced is off, and we're getting ready to start replacing it. So we're at the point of doing body work. The Hemi's pretty much all together. I just gotta get sensors and everything else installed. Um, Fro Fro's working on getting the eight and three quarter rear end narrowed down for me, so we can get that on there. Nice. Um, I already have all my disc brake kits and everything else. I mean, we're looking at very few odd and end pieces. Wiring harnesses here. Um, I have the Terminator X here already. So, I mean, it's literally looking like we just got to get the car put together. That's awesome, man. I, you know, it's going to come down to power to weight and I think traction. I don't know what tires Blake has on his car. If he's going to run those, 
those uh what has he got 18s 17s i'm not quite sure what he has on that thing well i know i'm running 18 by eights in the rear and 17 okay. by sevens in the front okay this is gonna what kind of tires are you gonna run um i already have tires i can't remember they came with the wheels i got for the car okay and i cannot remember what brand they were but i mean they're they're pretty aggressive street tire for sure okay yeah um it, it's gonna what be interesting running, what are you running for a trans uh, I'm going to be running a built 904. Um, uh, Blake and I actually were having this discussion in our little group chat. And for consistent daily with power, because I mean, the, the Hemi I put together, we're going to be about just a little shy of 500 on on the regular. So he, Blake and I both came to the same conclusion that a built 904 would hold up better versus the 727. Yeah, I mean, I had a 904 my 72. I mean, I was only 300 around there, but I beat the tar out of that thing, and I never heard it. I mean, I yeah, tried because I had a four-speed, and I was just trying to blow it up, and I couldn't. I mean, they're a very underrated transmission, in my opinion. Like, like if you look at what everything that John Cope's putting out for, for him, I mean, he almost every single thing he puts out and recommends is a 904. He offers 727 stuff, but even in his own personal car, he's running a built 904. Yeah, it's definitely the unsung hero of Mopar transmissions, I, I think. Um, I've definitely heard about a lot of uh, small block drag cars running 904s. So there's got to be something to it. And I know one of the last, uh, gosh, probably two or three live streams ago, was that, I think we pulled up pictures of a blown 727. It was just smashed to uh, smithereens. It was oh, completely the, blown yeah, apart. It, yeah, the carnage was pretty bad. It was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I September's coming quick, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are you I at on the months? Yeah, where are you at on the metal on the car? Say what now? Where are you at on the metal? Like I know you're doing floors and stuff like that and quarters. We we got. I already have the quarters. They're they're mm-hmm. in the attic above me. Um, and then it's just for uh, toe pans that we got put in and once we get the all that in and get the body work done there it's it's literally just getting under the car resealing the resealing it and just but like it's it's put together time nice nice very nice see blake has the advantage there where he's just waiting for you dude <laughs> you I know. Know? it's like it's like okay so this guy already has his finished car it's dialed in he knows everything about this car and i'm like yeah, it's going to go down the road. <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely have the power advantage, and you definitely have the weight advantage, because I don't think Blake's done very much to that 5.7 in his car. I'm not quite sure. I don't think he's got very much done to it. Do you know anything that I don't? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, he, he talks about it, but at the same time, it's kind of, he's very secretive about that AAR. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he might be holding out. Who knows? He might have some secrets. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping he isn't trying to be sneaky and swapping that 392 in without us knowing. Ooh, we should we should probably check blocks when we get to Bowling Green just to make sure. I mean, just, just to be on the safe side, make yeah. sure everything's on the up and up. Yeah, uh, we'll have to run them through tech inspection and see see what kind of secrets are hiding. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're running the Holly setup on yours, right? Yes. How how has that been so far? You haven't started that thing yet, have you? I have not. I haven't started yet. We're still we're still going to do sensors. But I mean, the kit came. I mean, it was an awesome kit, and I mean, I did an unboxing video on it on on my YouTube. I saw that. But I mean, the the labeling and everything else is is phenomenal. 
There's there's literally no way you can mess this up as long as you follow the instructions. Yeah, I'll be following that closely because like I said a few times, I've definitely been considering going a Holly fuel injection on my Hemi because I really want to put that four barrel on it, um, the aluminum intake, because I think aesthetically it looks great on top of a G3. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, what are you doing for an intake on yours? I'm just doing fact a factory intake. I'm going to do an upgraded okay. uh, throttle body, and that's about all I'm doing to that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, internally, do you got any? What kind of secrets do you got in that thing? Um, I'm running a Comp Cams HRT Stage Two. Okay. And then um, besides that, I did mostly stock rebuild on it. It had already been to the machine shop and it was just ready to be put back together. So a lot of that power is just coming from the cam, then. Um. Right. Yeah. A lot of it's going to come from the cam, and then the the upgraded throttle body will help it that help waking that cam up a little bit more. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. I can't, I can't wait to see this thing. It's going to be fun. Um, I, I got to root for the underdog and right now Blake's sitting at, at, in his high castle <laughs> in his high Hemi castle, just waiting for you. And, uh, I, gosh, it's going to be really fun. Um, I, I want to do uh, a live from the event while you guys are racing and I'll, I'll commentate it. <laughs> there we gonna, go. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so, uh, Getting back to um, Curtis, I want to know a little bit more about this dart, dude. So when you got it, what kind what kind of shape was it? It was in drivable shape, or uh, it hadn't ran in years, or what? No, nah, so it hadn't ran in probably about six months to a year. I mean, he's pretty particular about his cars. He starts them up a lot. Mm. Um, just hasn't really been driven a lot. Uh, I mean, it's in survivor shape. Like I haven't done anything to it other than interior and oil change like i said i bought it last september august september <clears throat> somewhere in there and i've just been i've driven it put about five thousand miles on it without any issues um, and you said, four, go ahead the four speed in it is the numbers trans it could probably you need it needs to get gone through eventually especially if i'm going to put a 416 in front of it yeah um and you said it's a pretty dry car not too much rod on it pretty solid the lowers of the quarters are a little soft in the back i mean okay. it was from vancouver so yeah different whole different climate from over here in eastern washington sure yeah you guys got some solid stuff that van's from eastern washington and it's pretty solid um once i cleaned it up a little bit there is a spot um in the back that i don't like it's got a couple pinholes in it so i'm gonna, I'm gonna look a little bit closer at that once i wire wheel everything and get it all cleaned up which I'm planning on doing this weekend, hopefully knock on wood. Um, I get a chance to get out there and have some fun with that thing. Um, but yeah, that's one good thing about Washington is we do have two sides. We have the Eastern side, which is nice and dry and usually hot. Um, it can be kind of a, a, a pain in the winter though. You guys get some gnarly snow over there, dude. Yeah. A lot of snow, a lot of wind. Yeah. I mean, 50, last week it hit 70 miles an hour wind. So it was pretty rough. Yeah. That what so I keep hearing that over in eastern Washington it's like a treasure trove of of Mopars over there. Is that true? If you know where to look, there's a lot of cool stuff out here, but you just you gotta know people because I mean a lot of these guys are farmers and they drive until they quit, they shove them in their fields and they don't like people poking around. Which is understandable because I mean they totally. they know what some of them know what they have. Yeah. What uh yeah. Does anything stick out in your mind like, oh, I know where the six-pack Cuda is or something crazy? So, 
two come to mind. I know where there's a Hemi car. I'll, I'm not going to say much about that because I know there's gonna, that's going to bring a lot of attention. And then the we'll talk after town, the show, Curtis. We'll talk after yeah, the right? show. <laughs> and then the, the small town I grew up in, Arlington in Oregon, uh, there's a 71 Cuda. I mean, if you're driving by on the freeway, you can see it from there. It's been sitting there. See, we moved there in early 2000s, and it's been sitting there. It's a 71, 340, four-speed car, uh, just four-barrel car. But it's like that butterscotch with black billboards, gator grain top, slot mags. I mean, it's a bitchin'-looking car. It's sat in the same spot for 20 years. I mean, and this the is, guy... This is in Arlington? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have a, I have a friend uh, that grew up in arlington too and oh really uh, yeah i i know her because she ended up coming up to work at uh my place of employment as a manager and she just moved back to arlington um i would have to talk name ashley yeah i think i know exactly who you're talking about oh i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) i mean a town of 400 you kind of know everyone is it only 400 i always joke with her when i talk to her about it i'm like it's like a one horse town (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, 400, my graduating class 10 years ago was six people. Yeah, because she, she's in her late 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's what a small world. Uh, I'll have to talk. I'm curious to see because she lives there now. And I would love to have her go take some pictures for me because I'm sure she'd be a pal and, go, and do that. I'll, I'll it, text you some pictures of it. Oh, you have pictures? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Text me some pictures. I got. I got to see this thing. It sounds bad. I was like two years ago. I was just scrolling through Instagram, and one of the I think it was rotting muscle cars or one of the barn find pages had a picture of it posted up there. Really, and people were just losing their minds, and I just left a single comment. I was like, I know exactly where that's at, and then everyone was like blowing up my Insta, my inbox. <sighs> see, there's I'm no. Like, they're out there, and everybody knows. Somebody knows where that special car is at, unless it's so far tucked away that you don't know where it's at but like that's a great example of a town of 400 and a picture of the damn car ends up on instagram (laughs) you know what i mean how crazy is that that's insane i mean how how it is you pull into the town and then you got a little maybe eighth of a mile if that 16th and then you get back onto the freeway so you pull off in the town get gas and you look up on the hill and you can see the car sitting there it's not very well hidden I mean, when we first moved there, the car was in a lot better shape, of course. Um, my dad tried to buy it, wouldn't sell it. I mean, guy's been offered ridiculous money, but it was his high school car. Really? So he's going to give it to his kid. From what I understand, his kid has no interest in it. Um, Here's what you do, Curtis. You go there dressed as the high school mascot and go, hey, I know you've had great memories, but it's time to let him go. <laughs> and you, you bring some cash with you and a nice smile. And you might, you might end exactly. up. With... I mean, I've, I've talked to the guy. I've never gotten super close to the car. Now that I've got the 68, you know, I drive that it's about an hour away from me. So I go down there to see my parents and friends and everything. So I was just going to drive the 68 down there and see if I could strike up a conversation. I mean, just to go over and check it out. I mean, talk oh, yeah. to the guy. Oh yeah. No, that's God, that car. <laughs> that's a cool, that's a cool car, man. I love knowing that they're still out there. Oh, it it gets me going because I, I just had a bunch of money and I spent it all already. And I, I was thinking about it before I bought the Mr. Norm truck. I was like, for the first time in my entire life, I have a nice little stockpile of cash. And, and that's when nothing's for sale. And that's when nothing is for sale. As soon as I got that truck, two weeks later, a bunch of shit pops up. And I'm like, oh, what about that one? What about that one? 
uh, what about that one too? Yep. <laughs> you know, so it's it's the way the game goes, I guess. So I, I need to start. Um, I need to start saving money again because now I'm missing out on a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, why? Why does it come up after I spend all the cash? Right? That's how it always works. But but uh, how are you coming along on your project, dude? You've got an uh, awesome project. Well, the RT uh, I've been working on trying to get the engine unstuck. So I don't know how long it's been stuck out. You know, I got the car. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty well basket case. It's complete and it's just rough. So I've been slowly working on getting stuff in the cylinders and letting them oil up or try to soak down to to get it freed up. But the original you know, numbers matching engine transmission, uh, the the engine compartment is just like the, the factory Senate, you know, hasn't really been molested or anything at all. Nice. So it'd be nice to <clears throat> get that going. But we've been doing more work on the Sun's car, which is also a 71 charger. It's a two barrel 383 car. We're putting a 360 and a 727 in it. Okay. Um, got a minus engine and transmission, but got to pull the front clip off. There's a little bit of uh, rust below the windshield um, on the cowl. And, uh, some just above the windshield from the vinyl top and just in the channel though. So, so wire wheeled all out and cut some, cut some metal out and put some fresh metal in. We should be good to go and start working towards paint. Awesome. Is your son pretty into Mopars like you? Uh, did, so I, I grew up in a GM household. Um, okay. You're just saying how, you know, like Curtis's dad had a, a dart and your dad had a dart and my dad had Camaros. So, <laughs> I found Mopars on my own, like you're, you know, saying people oh. usually don't find them on there by yeah. picking up a, a, either a Mopar muscle or a Mopar action magazine in high school. And it was just like, man, these things are freaking badass. So way better than more. Camaros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. So I started buying more and more <laughs> magazines and reading all I could and, and whatever. And, uh, just never could find one that was right over the years. You know, as you know, I got an Oldsmobile as well, but yeah. Um, so I was I wanted this an M code and you know an H12 Super B and who doesn't and that's my son's favorite car too. So when we got this 71, I told him, "Well, we should just clone it like a B," and he was like, "Absolutely not." He said it has to, it has to be like the fender tag says it says it was when it left the factory. Nice. So that's how it's going back minus the white top. So, right so they've already whoever had it before had already cut all the trim posts off the quarters and stuff, and and I wasn't gonna mess with that. So we're just gonna paint it all gold and put art. We're gonna put RT stripes on it, but just yeah, you know, things like that. But I don't think you ever told me the story of how you got your RT. What's the story behind that car? Well, uh, the Mopar shop, uh, Reynolds Performance Mopars, here in Iowa. Um, the guy's name is Steve, super nice guy. I've known him since high school. I was in high school, went to school with his, with his kids. He's, okay. he's my parents' age. Um, so he's in his sixties and yeah, I stop out there and I help him out with a lot of stuff and, and just, he had this charger in a lean to, and he had the, the, well, what we call the gray charger because it's in primer, the 71, uh, 383 car was in his shop in cold storage and just worked out a deal and. He 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 wanted to put all of the RT stuff on the the gray car. That's why he had the gray car, uh, because the the blue the you know B seven blue the RT is it's so rough. 
he didn't he didn't think it was savable. Um, but now with what we've actually sat down and mapped out and figured out, we think it is. So I bought a 72 that's been really picked over. It's basically just a rolling shell to cut the roof off of to put on that 71. AMD got the pan, you know, the floor pan to me. Um, so we're gonna start chiseling away at it eventually. But we're trying to get my son's car done first. But that's how that's, that's how it came about. Steve had it already. I don't, I don't know how he got it, but it's right on. It's, yeah, so we'll, cool. we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. But you still got the tag for that thing? Uh, the fender tag for the RT? Yeah. yeah it's, unfortunately, right. it's a Lynch Road car, so it don't show a lot. Oh, okay. But when I was going through the uh, glove box and the ashtray, I found all sorts of receipts for the car, or not for really? the well, just not just the car, but just uh, Southwestern Bell um phone you know oh. bills <laughs> you know stuff like that well that that led me on a mission to find the original owner so i figured your southwestern bell account number is your so or your cell phone your home your landline uh, yeah. number and i figured all right if someone bought this car new they're probably in their 70s and my grandparents are in their 70s and they still have a landline so i started <laughs> trying it well it didn't work out and i used a name on it to find people on facebook that maybe related and went through all the, the stuff and started doing searches on the phone number and apparently area code mapping had changed so i got a different area code but the same seven digit number after oh wow. or, and i uh i called it and i got the guy that bought it brand new he had sat down and ordered it, him and his wife oh wow yeah his name is jay tucker so i wow. i called him and said hey I've been looking for it. And he's like, yeah, I know. Cause you've been messaging my family on Facebook, but they've been going through a, a, a hardship with a family where being sick and things. And that's why they hadn't got back to me. And, but he, they're, they're kind of, you know, a religious family. And, and he had said, you know, I just took a whole bunch of electronics to the recycler the other day. And I have the original radio to that car and they wouldn't take it. And he said, uh, so it's in the back of my Tahoe right now. And he Whoa. said, I know, he said, now I know why. Wow. So he, he put it in a box and I sent him money for shipping. I tried to just buy it, give him an honest price on it. He said, no, I'll give it to you since you have the car. So he shipped it to me. When I opened up the box, it had the uh, photo from the day he brought it home from the dealership taped to the top of the radio. So, D Dude, why haven't you told this awesome story? <laughs> We've had you on the show many times. That's an awesome story. I that sit quiet awesome. until, until I'm needed. I don't know. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Unfortunately, anybody else hiding cool white. stories? <laughs> Unfortunately, hey, it's a black cool. and white photo, but it's a B7 car, white top, white interior. Yeah, there you um, go. He ordered it uh, 440 automatic, air conditioning, uh, hideaways. Um, he got the 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 G60 15s, which was a, a U86 mm -hmm. option. It was like a, a $78 option. With the, you had yeah. to get the 15-inch rallies to get them. Um, yeah, it's... Like I said, it sucks being a Lynch Road car because the tag don't show a lot, and he has there's no build sheet. He had the interior pulled and diamond pleated like two weeks after he bought the car. So oh, really? either the either the build sheet left then, or there was never one in the car. Um, he drove the car daily uh, until into the 80s. The uh, it jumped time or something happened, and he parked it, and people started like all the badges got robbed off of it sitting behind his parents' house. So he decided to sell it because that's why he took the radio out because apparently a, a two watt AM radio was going to be worth something to somebody. So, <laughs> but real quick, if it, if they have time, the yeah, 
dealership was Willie Gannon in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And like I said, he sat down and ordered it. The day it came in, uh, they're like, hey, your car's here. So he went down. He was all excited. And they wouldn't let him have it because it came off the truck. The power steering hose was leaking. So he went home. They fixed it, gave it back to him. Or he came in, got the car. And it was a few months later, it blew a head gasket going down the road. So they and they accused him of hot rodding it. So they weren't going to warranty it. <laughs> so he, you know, set and played, you know, played with them. Hey, I didn't hot rod the car. You know, I'm just driving to work or whatever. And so they ultimately fixed it and it didn't, didn't run anything. So it still has the original stuff on the engine. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, that's crazy. You know what dealership you could never pull that kind of crap with. Cause they would never say that to you. Grand Spalding Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> they would have never said, Oh, are you hot rodding? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. You give me a card that said I could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he said, I wasn't hot rodding it. Okay. <laughs> that's funny though. Um, <laughs> what a cool story man god i'm glad see you know sometimes you just got to dig a little bit and you get some good gold that's a great story man i that's yeah, fun it's a cool car it'll Very be a cool, cool car whenever it gets done which will be yeah. a long time because it's gonna take a lot of work but on the registry for the 71 super b and rt registry it's the only one that has a white top and white interior for being b7 blue as of right now really I've, I've done posts on facebook and uh, in Mopar groups and stuff, trying to get people, hey, if you have pictures or if you know one, just to see how many more are out there. There's plenty of B7 cars, mm -hmm. and there's plenty of them with a white top, but they either have blue interior or black interior. Interesting. So, That'll be a cool car when it's done, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, God, I'm glad we got to hear that story. That's cool. Fro, uh, Matt, why don't you unmute there? I got to ask Fro some questions. Fro, yes, Fro, you're a GM guy, or the Ford um, guy, or an all I, I'm, car guy. I'm not really, I'm not really selective. Okay. Um, how? So Matt is clearly a little obsessed with Mopars at the moment. I'm wondering. <laughs> it seems like from the outside looking in, do Mopar guys seem a little kooky to you? I'm just curious. One more time, what's the question? Do we seem weird to you? A little kooky. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so uh, we, we've <laughs> actually discussed this a couple times. Um, what, well, what really tends to throw some people off is, is you guys, a, as a group, tend to, to, to stick to your numbers. You tend to pay attention to your numbers. Uh, you, you watch some of the, the, the television shows and – and they're paying attention to the the color code. They're paying attention to what bolts go where. It seems uh, tedious to the point that it's no longer enjoyable. Now, the more the more I have watched you guys, and the more I, I've paid attention to, to what it is that you guys are doing, it, it's a different form of fun. You guys seem to have just as much fun researching what each thing means and and how to how to get back to that point. Than, than say a Ford guy or a Chevy guy. You know, you, you've you've got some of those Chevy guys out there that that they're VIN code guys, they're they're fender tag guys. They're they're paying attention to all the little details. I, I'm not I'm not one of those guys. Like I, I just cut it up and try and make it look cool and, and it looks <laughs> cool when I'm done. Then I did it right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, 
you guys That's tend cool. to be you tend to lean more towards the purist side of things. Um, when, when you're when you're talking to Mopar guys, that that's where they tend to go is well this is this is how the factory made it so this is how we want to go back to you don't you if you get that with the ford guys you get that with the the shelby guys or the mustang guys or it's it's a very selective group of ford guys with mopar guys it's just mopar guys so i'm i'm learning a lot watching you guys just because to to me it just doesn't it didn't seem fun getting to this point, getting to the point to where you, you pay attention to color codes and stuff like that. Sure. Now, now that I, I've, I've kind of, of course I've watched a couple of these and I've, I've listened to you guys. I, I've, I've paid attention to some of this. There, there's obviously a certain amount of fun to be had just in figuring out the history of the car. I, 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 I have an old Fairlane. I have a, a 65 Ford Fairlane that I'm trying to put together. And to me, the, the history is that it, it was my mom's car and then it became my, my grandpa's car. And then it wound up with me. So, so that's my history. Now, that being said, I've, I've actually gone through and, and looked up where the car came from. And, and the car is still the, the original Wimbledon white. Um <clears throat> You, you start paying attention to some of this stuff after I watch some of you guys with what you do. Um, you know, there, there, there are certain things to be found. I, I didn't know the car, my, my car, I didn't know my car was built in Kansas City. And, and kind of paying attention to you guys, I started kind of digging in and, and seeing where my car came from and, and what's some of the history on my car. My car came from Kansas City. It went to Springfield. It was sold to a, a gentleman who lives in my hometown, which is Miami, Oklahoma. And it had pretty much stayed there until it wound up in my hands. Wow. So it's, I, I get it. I, I just, I don't think that, uh, up to this point, up to, to, to hanging out with, with Matt and, and watching you guys, I, I don't think I understood where the, the joy of this hobby would be. I see. That's, that's a, that's a great answer. Um, I've always been curious because, I think about it sometimes because I'm in the world and sometimes the really hardcore purists where they are 100%, you know, it's got to be this way. Uh, I'm not that guy. I appreciate all that stuff. And if I had the endless pocketbook, I would have a numbers matching, whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then I'd have my hot rod and whatever. Um, But there's definitely, uh, I've talked to some guys and it's, no one I really know on a personal level, but it shows and stuff. There's definitely some guys that I'm like, okay, I could never have a fun conversation with you because you're too anal about stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, the six pack for six barrel guys and the <laughs> yeah. violent versus plum crazy guys. Or yeah. Like down to the, the finest points. I'm sure there's a guy out there with a little, uh, <laughs> a little paint sample of FC seven. And he walks up to all the cars. He's like, oh, that's the wrong shade. And he just talks <laughs> shit to all of them as he's walking down. They do the same thing with Corvettes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I went yeah, to oh. NCRS judging a few, uh, well, back in like September. And it was just so uptight. It was almost almost <laughs> sickening. But a friend of mine had a car there. That's why I went. But, 
yeah the corvette guys that's a whole different that's a whole different fanny pack wearing new balance wearing <laughs> just <laughs> we brought that up on our podcast tonight <laughs> they've got what are those oh gosh i can't think of the name but they have those timex not timex they have those like plastic watches you know that's got the black and white like digital uh, like the old uh the casio or- casio that's it yes say <laughs> casio definitely casio watches the fanny packs and those those sunglasses that actually have their normal glasses they just flip them up (laughs) 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 oh yeah with the visor hat with the visor hat and they're like bald so it's like hey maybe wear an actual baseball cap so that you don't sunburn the top of your head wow for pro you might know a little bit about that i'm not sure i I know a little (laughs) my my thing is my buddy is only a few years older than me he has a 63 and he legit has the flip up sunglasses on his eyeglasses. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding you. Hey, when you ride with him in a Corvette, does, is he like, hold on a second? He pops out the glove box, puts on his driving gloves, puts on his leather driving gloves, the fingerless ones. I don't fit in Corvettes very well. So, oh gosh. Uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I always thought I wanted a Viper until I sat in one. I'm not a big guy. I'm like 5'8, you know, little chubby, little round around the edges, but. I got in a Viper, a couple of them, actually, every generation of Viper, and I do not fit in them very well. They are uncomfortable, and I I hate saying that because I want one so bad, um, just because it's like it, it's a poster car, and I there's something I've always had about poster cars. I have to have one someday, um, but uh, definitely, I've sat in some Corvettes, but the Viper, I, I was really disappointed of how uncomfortable it was for me. Um, and if you got a bad back at the time, I had some back problems. So getting in and out of that thing was a nightmare. Um, but uh, I, forgot, I had I was going somewhere with that about I was going to talk some more shit about Corvette guys, but I forgot where I was going. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, I don't think I've ever actually really dug into your story too much. And I'm really curious. You haven't always been a Mopar guy. OK, so I wanted this car, like when I say this car, I don't mean a duster. Mm-hmm. This car, since I was 16 years old. Okay. Always, always wanted it. Um, it was never in the cards. Um, and then my wife, I had a, uh, had a 86 W250. Okay. That, that I absolutely loved. And then my wife and I started dating and she had a 63 C10. And that's, and I just, that's where I started putting my energy was into that C10 for her and I, and it just, I took some bad advice and got way in over my head for a first build. Mm -hmm. Um, anybody that tells you you can easily swap a big block into a 63, anything is a liar. (laughs) Um, I mean, they came with them, didn't they? No, (laughs) no, not even a little bit. Um, so, but then, then this car came up and it had sat out by a lake for like 11 years in the woods and miraculously not one wire was chewed up or seats ate up or anything from rodents. Um, what saved it was, um, I don't know where everybody's from, but I don't know if you guys have wasps, like mud daubers and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, mud, mud what? Mud daubers. Mud daubers. <laughs> you guys in the South, man, you guys have all sorts of, like I was talking about Bigfoot when I was truck driving in the South. And they're like, oh, you mean the boogers? And I was like, no, the Bigfoot, the big feet. Yeah, I, I, y'all no, are some weird characters. Okay, 
<laughs> so anyway, this car was just like, I guarantee you I vacuumed out 10 pounds of wasp nest. Wow. And when I brought it home, and I'm guessing they kept everything else chased off. Because <laughs> I, I brought it home, put in some fresh oil, a good battery, and poured some clean gas in. And it fired up, and I drove around the neighborhood after sitting for 11 years. Wow. Nice. How were the brakes on that thing? Uh, God awful. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't take time to do anything else with them. I was driving. <laughs> Nice. Ed, did you always have a vision for customizing the car? Were you like, oh, I'm just going to drive it in old classic? What was your plan um, with it? I really I really had it in my mind when I first got the car. I was going to do a 5.7. But you can ask for I was very inconsistent in my planning. Just I was trying to find something that I could do. So it went from I was going to just do a Super 6 with a slant that's right here over my shoulder. Um, or And then I was going to do a 3.18. And then the 5.7 fell in my lap. And I had originally wanted to do a 5.7 Hemi. So when it came up, I just jumped on it. Nice. Nice. Is it, is it, has the project gone the way you thought it would? It's gone better than I thought it would. Yeah. Like, nice. like I've gotten to do more with it. Uh, like I've, I actually ordered my shark tooth grill for it. I know everybody does shark tooth grill, but it just, it's one of the best looking grills yes. ever, ever put on a car. Yeah. Um, Agree. So I, I got me a shark tooth grill for it. Um, nice. I mean, it's just, it's just gone better. Like it's, it's it's kind of like one of those things that feels like it's meant to be the things I'm doing because the deals were just always right there when they're supposed to be at the right time and were just easily gotten. What was it about the duster um, originally where you're like, I want that car? It was my dad got it for my stepbrother and uh, the fact that it was a lot cooler than the 1998 Ford Contour I was driving <laughs> at the time. Um it was, it was really my first experience with a classic was being okay. around this duster. It was my first experience of being around something that old. And it was, that was classic. Um, even though it had the slant to me, it was still a muscle car. And I love, and I was just, I just fell in love. Nice. I need to go back and read the story. For those of you that don't know, Matt submitted a story to listener stories to talking Mopars a long time ago. So I know him telling me the story. I'm starting to remember because I've read so many of them, but you telling me that story, um, I, I remember it now. Uh, I, I have to go back and I'm, I might do like a, a throwback to all the original, like the first 50 or something uh, listener stories, because a lot of them are really good. Um, I think I was episode 14 or 13. Yeah, you were you were you were an OG, dude. You're an OG yeah. talking Mopars. Very cool. Um, was, were Mopars always on your radar or was the duster what really set it off? The Duster did set it off, but I mean, I always enjoyed Mopars. I really thought they were some of the better looking muscle cars. And like I said, I love Dodge Rams. I love the trucks. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed I fit in an A-body as comfortably as I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm not exactly a small dude. But um, I was definitely living with, uh, like I said, I love my, my 86, that W250. That's probably the one I regret getting rid of. Yeah. Is that is that why you're always sending us ads of Dodge trucks? You want You want to get back in the game, huh? I do. I want, I want back in the game, but like, so I'm torn now. I'm like, do I get a four wheel drive? Do I go for a W series or do I just try to D 100 it out and have a good time? Mm. Like, I just, I can't make my mind up. So that's why you guys get, I think I've sent you guys the same truck three times now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah no. that, uh, 70, that 71 in Oklahoma. I think I've sent you guys that like three times. It it's fun being on the other side because I know I was flooding you guys for a little bit, like oh check this out, and now now it's you, <laughs> so that's good. Um, I support any decision you make as long as it's a dodge. Um, there we go. How 
How long? How long do you think it's going to be before you convince Fro to get a Mopar? Or do you think that's ever going to happen? It's it's never going to happen. He is <laughs> he is he is uh he doesn't hate him. He's just he's definitely in this fair lane. I get it. Well, I get it. And and the fair lane just like I said, it comes down to just family history. And I I, I think that's where a lot of this all really starts for everybody is is. Spending time with your dad working on a car, spending time with your your grandpa working on a car. It, it's you you wind up finding that direction whether you wanted to or not. And we were we were actually discussing earlier like A one hundred vans. I really like those. Yeah, you're gonna love the paint job I cooked up for it. I can't go into detail right now, but you guys <laughs> need to listen to the new episode that comes out Sunday and just listen to the paint job we came up with. Okay, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely be listening. Um, it, it, the least you could do, Matt, is convince him to put a Hemi in it or something, you know? Oh, I, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to try, but... What, what are you, you doing for the... We can Hemi the Mazda to your heart's content. Oh, we're going to we're gonna Hemi swap his Mazda 3. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is happening now. You know what I always say. I say everything's better with a Hemi, so... <laughs> um, that's definitely uh, something that I would love to see. <laughs> uh that might be the first hemi mazda on planet earth although i know the miata guys are kind of crazy and they like to put all sorts of weird shit in those miatas i don't know someone someone did put a hellcat in a miata oh really oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 there you go <laughs> I, it did nothing but circles like i don't think it, 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 it didn't it long did long anything wow yeah i uh, i'm pretty sure uh, Hellcat is going to find its way into almost everything on the planet. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be like, that's the answer to the guys that have a little bit more money and they want to be a little bit cooler than the LS guys. <laughs> I, I just to like one up, I'm like, Oh, you got an LS. Cool. Yeah. I've got a Hemi swap pre. I know that the Hellcat Prius, I know there was one. Uh, I'm still waiting for the Hellcat DeLorean. I'm sure someone's cooking one of those up. Um, oh, I'm I, sure. <laughs> You know, I said Fiero on the last podcast. I haven't gotten any hate mail. I'm surprised. I guess I'm not popular enough yet. <laughs> I think I think someone Hellcat swapped to Grand National. I think they called it the Hell National. Yep. Uh, really? I've reached out to him. I want to get him on the podcast to talk about <laughs> to talk about the Hell National. How can he not? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Uh, I I'm a I'm a car fan uh, first and a Mopar fan second. Um, that being said, uh, from here on, it's always Mopar, but. Um, I do have this weird, I won't call it obsession, but I do. I, every time I see one, I get a smile and that's the Buick Grand Nationals, the T-types and the Cyclones and Typhoons. I don't know why. I just love those things. They're awesome. There's actually a truck, um, a truck wrecking yard, uh, in Linwood, Washington, pretty close to where I'm at right now. And when I went there to get ripped off on that bell crank assembly for the Hemi, <laughs> um, I looked in the yard and I saw uh one or two cyclones in there and i was like hey what's the deal with those and they're not parting them out they're just like for show i guess and they're just completely rotted just shit boxes but uh it was really cool seeing them um and every time i see one on the road it's like they're getting rarer and rarer i just don't see them very often so when i do i kind of get a little excited but um definitely uh i would love to bastardize one of those someday with a hemi that would be amazing <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know if that'll ever happen uh, I'll probably be assassinated for something like that, but that's okay. I'll die doing what I love. <laughs> um, we have uh, somebody new in the chat. Let's bring him in. Trev, get ready, buddy. What's up? Oh, 
just another beautiful night in the land valley. How you guys doing? We're doing good, buddy. You're breaking up a little bit. I, I can't understand what you're saying. I've been having that problem uh, the whole time I've been waiting for you guys. Can you hear me? I got you now. What's up? Uh, yeah, I was like, I dropped the whole time I've been waiting for you guys. Your connection sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really I really want to talk to you, buddy, but your connection sucks. So uh are you on are you on Wi Fi right now? Yes I am. Can can you hardwire? I'm on the phone, so that might be good. But I had to move over to my router if it helps. Yeah, I feel like we're talking to somebody on the International Space Station right now. <laughs> <laughs> why why don't you hook up to a landline and then I'll bring you back in, okay? I'm going to I'm going to Hold on. Do we got you yet? Yes. I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Um it sounds like you're 2000 leagues under the sea, but I think we got you. <laughs> What's up? Okay, no we don't we don't have you. <laughs> uh, How about hey. I try to uh, we still don't got you, dude. <laughs> Man, well that sucks. Okay, I got I got you right now. Quick, go. <laughs> and you're gone again. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right, go. Uh, can you hear me? Man. Uh, barely. My God. I was talking about all night, and I can't talk to you now. Okay, go. Oh, there you go again. Okay. <laughs> all right. Can you hear me yet? Okay, just go for it, dude. We'll see what we can muster out of this. Go for it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's see. My collection includes a 99 MP10. A 7900, a 77 Ram charger, and a whole bunch of other crap, right? Okay. Oh, so you can hear me. This is a 40-minute I can barely hear you, but I'm trying. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I've uh, been a about a 2000 I was like, working on this Here's what we're going to do, Trev. Here's what we're going to do, buddy. I tried, but this is not going to work out. Um, are you on your cell phone right now? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, how many bars do you have? I'm guessing maybe one. I have one because yeah. I'm just in town. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to jump back into the chat, and you're going to talk to us from there because my listeners are losing their mind right now. All right? Nothing against you, buddy. Try to get a landline or something better next time, okay? Okay, bye, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for trying. Unfortunately, that's what happens sometimes, folks. This is live, and I tried. I'll give everybody a chance, but let's go over to the chat, and let's see what has transpired since we started chatting it up. Okay. Ed says, uh, winter storage here in Minnesota. That's right. We were talking about storage earlier. Mike, damn, that's entertainment for the life. What, the nibbler? 
<laughs> going into the is he talking about going and pick and pull and nibbling stuff yeah we'll do that for fun <laughs> chris this uh this is this guy runs the uh mopar uh the a body mopar group um on uh or page on instagram uh i can't think of the a, a body mopar group is that what I, it is? I believe so yeah. he, he actually yeah. uh reached out to me and he's gonna we're gonna do the sticker exchange idea <laughs> nice nice a body Mopar group on Instagram. Go check it out. Um, Chris is uh, cracking away at it. Sometimes I see the number of likes he has. I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I sold my a body. So that's probably number one wrong, but <laughs> um, Kelly's in the house. What's up, Kelly? Derek's in the house. What's up, dude? My buddy, Mike talking to my good friend, Mark from back in the day. Chris still need to, uh, yeah, dude. Um, just tell me what you want to find, dude. We'll find you something. Never thought Chris would be doing it. Yeah, neither did I, dude. Here we are. Yes, it is awesome, Mike. Thank you. Ah, my buddy Chuck. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, we're actually getting Chuck on the show next week on Friday for a live stream because he's got some really cool stuff happening, uh, and I won't spoil it for him, but it, it's awesome. So I can't wait to have him tell everybody about that. Um, uh, Chuck's talking about the van, my dad's van. Um, I would put out a bounty for finding it, but I don't have any money. <laughs> so that, that's a problem. <laughs> Hey, free stickers. Somebody, somebody find that van. <laughs> Chuck says he shared it to all of his Facebook groups. Thank you, buddy. Chris oh, says the, you, dust, the duster looks good, Matt. David says, hey, Matt, hey, Fro. David's bragging about being older than you, Fro. So there you go. <laughs> and that's the <deep> proof. <laughs> <laughs> Matt will have the yeah, you got the Terminator X, Matt? Yes. Yeah. Derek, I'm gonna 904 my hemi swap. My friend has an 800 horsepower duster that runs a 904 and runs tens. There you go. There, there we go. go. I mean, if it's strong enough to have 800 horsepower and run tens, you know, that passes that passes my sniff test. You know what I mean? <laughs> what throttle body are you running, Matt? On your five uh, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. I just know I'm thinking about getting it from modern muscle extreme. Um, since they seem they since they specialize mainly with the Hemi stuff, mm. um, they have a couple of options that aren't like bank absolutely bank breaking, because we are on a budget. Sure. Our buddy Trevor, <laughs> God, that I really wanted to hear his stories, man. Um, he said he's got some stories. I really wanted to hear him. That's that's a bummer. Um, Ed, referring to you, bud, says great story. I was trying to bounce back and forth just to make sure I had this timeline correct. For when I went back through it, because I'm horrible. Once we get into a story, I hate to stop it to read the chat. But for everybody in the chat, just know that I'm seeing what you're saying, and I promise we'll get to you. So, Trevor, try to get a better connection. We'll try you next time. I'll give you as many opportunities as you want, dude. Um, but tonight just wasn't just wasn't in the cards. Uh, <laughs> Carlisle is on my bucket list, and this year would have been the year for me to go because apparently they're having a Mr. Norm um, exhibit or a, a tribute. 
And that would be awesome for my truck to be at, but I, I can't pull it off. Unfortunately, that's a, when I found that out, uh, I was pretty bummed because Carlisle was one that I was like, okay, I, I need to for sure take the week off and make a, make a trip out of it. Cause there's a lot of stuff back East that I really want to see. Um, I would like to get down to, uh, the well-born muscle car museum. Um, have any of you guys been there? Nope. I'd love to go. Oh, I wanted to dude. We that, got a museum Fro's never been to. You, you got a van. <laughs> than the most. Well, the Wellborn Muscle Car Museum is probably for a Mopar guy, probably the coolest museum. I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I personally can't think of another museum I would rather see more. Um, brothers, if they allow a public in. That's true. There is the Brothers Collection. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, so I won't say it. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, maybe if you have a big enough pocketbook, maybe you could pay to go have a private tour. I don't know. I'm just, you know, guessing. Um, Ed says, just don't paint your Mopar black under unless it's a black car. That, you know, that never bothered me until people started talking about it. And then I was like, okay, I, I guess I, I guess I'm not a real Mopar guy unless it bothers me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Except for you, Fro. We know where you stand. <laughs> But I mean, that was one thing that made Mopars unique was that they were body color everywhere. Sure. And I, I like it. Me too. I do like it. Curtis, what about you, buddy? I would never do it to my own car, but if I yeah. bought one that was already done, I don't know if I would hate it as much, but like yeah. they're, they're just, they're cool having the body color there. Yeah. Matt, how do you feel? Uh, mine, mine's going back EV2. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, every once in a while, I'll come across a car on Craigslist when I'm hunting Mopars for the Facebook page. And I'll be like, oh, that one looks really good. And I'll be looking and then I'll see a picture of the engine bay and it's black. And it before it did, like five years ago, it didn't bother me as much. But I think I've been poisoned by the Mopar community. And now it bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> like if I see a, a, you know, a B5 car, I'm like beautiful B5. And then under the hood is like semi gloss black. I'm like, really? Come on, man. Um, especially like it's almost like. That's how you can spot a cheap Mopar guy <laughs> when he's got a really nice paint job and you pop the hood and it's like flat black or something. It's even worse when you find one of those cars, you go to the engine bay, it's a black engine bay with an LS. <laughs> uh, I, uh, there's a really cool van. I really want to get him on the show. I don't know if I'm going to catch hate for it, but it's the Boogaloo van. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, Bud, it might be up your alley because he's got some amazing paint work done to that thing. So check it out on uh, Instagram, the Boogaloo van. Uh, I reached out to him. I was like, love to get you on the show, blah, blah, blah. And like one of his responses was, you might hate it because it's got an LS in it. And my heart, my heart mm -hmm. dropped into my chest. And I was like, the coolest van <laughs> that I know of online right now has an LS in it. So that kind of <clears> broke <throat> my heart. But that's the way the game goes, I guess. Mark, this is a buddy from a uh, personal friend from back in the day. Watch how the fanny packers are gonna come for you. Yeah. You never know what they got in those fanny packs. Ed says that's one good thing about snow and cold, it kills all the crap. Kurt, I went rogue in the 90s with a 71 Nova and learned from my mistake. If you're gonna get a Nova 69, 71, um was it 71 or 72 where they really got shitty? Or uh, after after yeah, 70, 73. you couldn't get a big block anymore. And then uh, 73, they kept the general shape the same, but they changed the, the quarter the area front, on the window. And the front, and the front end, end, right? end was kind of sunk in because yeah, of the five-mile-an-hour yeah. bumper rule. 
stuff like that. Did, but. did the Nova only come with a 396 or did it also come with a 454? Nope, 396. Okay. L89 being the highest option okay. unless you bought a Yanko, which would be very like 12 of or something. So, hmm. Chris, what's up, buddy? I think Hoonigan showcased the Meowth. Okay. Okay. Yeah, of course they did. They probably built the damn thing. Okay. I like this Dakota all wheel drive Hellcat. I'm in. Yeah. Trevor says I'll try again next week. Yeah, buddy. Sorry, man. I really wanted to get you on. This this show is an open forum for any Mopar enthusiast. Is he Jason. rocking a three wheeler in his profile picture? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I like this guy. I, I do like too. Him. Yeah. I, I think he had a fat dip in his mouth, too. I was like, all right, we could probably be friends. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why we couldn't understand him. He came on. He's like, <laughs> I was like, we'll try. <laughs> but it was definitely his connection. I think his computer hates him because he's like, can you guys hear me? We're like, yes. And then it's like, <laughs> so that was rough. But we'll try again next week, buddy. Jason Gibbons says, no Johnny Mopar tonight. Hey, Jason, what are you falling in love? He's gone. He's not here. He's out racing his truck. He's supposed to. Uh, Matt, didn't he say he was going to come and? Uh, he said he'd probably try to watch, but he didn't think he'd be able to just hop on. Okay. Well, Johnny, if you're watching, you're missed. Jason misses you, and we do too. Uh, Johnny always brings uh, a little flavor to the show. You know, he's like the salt. <laughs> <laughs> the man in a van down by the river. Yes, I I will definitely. Chris Farley, one of my favorites. Rest in peace. I actually, here's a funny story that nobody knows. Um, when I was creating the intro to the show, uh, originally with the intro music and stuff, it used to start off with um, the scene from Black Sheep with the cop where he goes, do you know how fast you were going? And Chris Farley goes, well, it's got a 426 Hemi in her. And then the music was going to drop. But I was so scared that I was going to get sued <laughs> that uh, I decided not to do that. But I still have it somewhere. And it's a badass intro. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> But uh, I never, I never had the balls to play it. I'm, I might have the balls now. Who knows? Philip says, if you really need a story, I have a couple: seventy-two Charger SE and sixty-nine GTX. Two different stories. Uh, hey, come on the show sometime. Tell us. Uh, Chris says I painted mine black. Carl eventually black. Excuses, excuses, Chris. <laughs> we don't hate you though. Eighty-five three fifty X. He's proud of that sucker. <laughs> no stories about that, though. This is a Mopar show, even though I talked about mopeds for about yeah, 45 minutes talk. one time. <laughs> oh, man, Talk the moped stories were great. Talking mopeds. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Kurt says his had a his Nova had a 327 vent motor. I got a fanny pack with it. <laughs> I hope that some Corvette guy just watches this by just happens to swing in. It's like, I can't believe they're talking shit and gets droves of his buddies. <laughs> and they all start swinging fanny packs at us. <laughs> Ronald says, hey, guys, listening while driving and texting from D.C. to N.C., hauling my rebuilt 518 trans, going into a modded J-body Cordoba. Good listening to you. That's awesome, dude. Finally. Um, yeah, there's some there's some cars that I have not shown love to yet on the show, and it is definitely coming. The J-bodies. The, I, I mean, gosh, there's so many. And I get probably one or two messages a month about all the other Mopars that I haven't talked about yet. And um, it, God, there's so much to talk about. I, I decided that a direction that I'd like to take this show um, because I really like doing these lives and it's kind of a bummer because I also really like doing high performance heritage episodes and things like that. But I thought it would be cooler because 
I I have to do a lot of research for those episodes because I don't know a lot about a lot. And I thought it would be fun to start searching for people that were really educated about certain models and certain special um, times in Mopar history and things like that and bringing them on the show to teach not only me, but everybody. So um, that's something I'm working on. So if there are any uh, J-Body guys out there, um, Turbo Mopar guys uh, that listen to this, or if you know of anybody that's an expert in one area of Mopars that you would like to hear from on the show, um, get at me, Chris, at TalkingMopars.com. Let me know who you want to see on the show, and I'll reach out to him. I have a list. I'm so uh, – I got to catch up on all my stuff. I have a list of people that uh, people have suggested and that I've reached out to that are going to come on the show. Um, but now with the live, it's a whole different dynamic. So I got to get, I got to reach back out to people and let them know um, what's changed and see if they're still interested in uh, coming on the show. Trevor says, what do you guys know about the A864 and the A990 Super Stalkers? I'll tell you what, um, A990s are... Next to the 68 Dart, um, they're my favorite because uh, of the lightweight panels that uh, Chrysler did. I, I don't know. Were they acid-dipped? I think they were acid-dipped, right? They are aluminum, I thought, weren't they? Are they aluminum? They were either aluminum or acid-dipped. I might, I might have well, my I, facts mixed up. I think acid-dipped. Yeah, I think they were acid-dipped. Okay. Um, I know that they're super rare. <laughs> And I, oh God, I'm trying to, I listened to, I think it was a podcast and they were talking, I'm trying to remember where it was, but uh, I, I don't, I've, I said this on one of the episodes I did about uh, the Ram chargers. And that's that I don't know very much about the early sixties Mopars, um, but it's definitely a subject that I want to cover. Um, I believe the A, um, 990 is on my list. I have to go back to it because I don't I don't like to cover things that I don't know shit about. So I like to give myself some time to learn enough to, you know, at least educate other people. So um, what I'll say about them is I, I think they're cool and I don't know a lot about them. That's just me being honest. Um, I do know that they have badass uh, engines because that's the Max Wedge era. And if you go back and listen to the Ram Chargers episode, and I think I did an episode. I'd have to look it up. I, I've done so many, I forget now. I'm pretty sure I did an episode about uh, the Max Wedge engines. Um, I'd have to go back. I, I know there was uh, a bunch of stuff about the Max Wedge cars. But um, definitely a subject that I want to talk about. Um, maybe Trevor was going to come on and tell us all about them, and he didn't get a chance. <laughs> Kurt says Bloomington gold. Was that the color of his uh, Nova? I believe that's a Corvette uh, high, high standard. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I I wouldn't know. Vet club that sued MCG. I'm assuming that's a Mopar collector's guide. Yeah. A vet club sued him? Well, Bloomington Gold, or maybe was what he's saying, was the uh, club that sued Muscle or uh, Mopar's Collector's Guide. Hmm. Why would they do I that? No, I have no idea. Hmm. Jason says uh, they were acid dipped. 
there's something I, I think uh, Bud's onto something with aluminum. Were they aluminum well, I, panels that were I'm acid dipped? I don't know. I'm only could... going with the uh, when I was at Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals. There was mm-hmm. one there, a Max Wedge car, and they had the old school lettering that was all faded off, and it said, "Don't lean aluminum on this on the fender or something to that effect." That's Maybe. the only thing. I don't know a lot about them either. So interesting. I mean, that tells me that they were aluminum. So could they have been acid dipped aluminum? I don't well, like know. I, said, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to be, I'm not an expert at anything yeah. early. So yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or anything in general. So no, I hear you. Um, worked with Greg Rager. Is that the name with Mopar muscle mag on the Moby Doba project in the nineties? I don't know about that project, but it sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm guessing it was a white Cordoba. <laughs> That's just me putting one, one and one together to create two. I don't know. Sorry, Trevor. Next time, buddy. Hopefully. I have a 64, but only a 318. No max wedge. Well, you can always do something about that, dude. Who the hell is this? It's not one of us. It's not one of us. I can only assume it's someone that was paid by me. <laughs> he's one He's one of your only fans subscribers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that here. <laughs> Kurt says they own. Oh, the Bloomington Gold said they own the rights to the word "survivor." Okay, it's neat. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a. In the world of T-shirts and stuff like that, it's amazing what people can trademark. <laughs> uh, there's so many dumb things, um, like phrases and things that are trademarked that are so ridiculous you can't even put them on a shirt without getting your pants sued off. Ask me how I know about that. Um, Ed says maybe aluminum front clips and acid dip bodies. Maybe. Um, now, God, I'm going to have to write this down. I have a growing list of stuff that I've written down during these shows that I need to get on top of. I I always end up having all these lists and stuff, and I get so far behind, I just I stop looking at them like, God, oh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay, hey, get off the guy's nuts, all right? <laughs> it's not me, I promise. It better not be Maddox. He's sitting up in his nice little new office. That is possible. <laughs> Whoever it is, they created an account. That's dedication. That's dedication. <laughs> they might be thinking about wearing a fro suit, you know what I mean? Cutting your skin off and wearing he has a... <laughs> A couple fro lampshades in their house, you know, some weird shit. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. An hour thirty in, and we've gone off the rails, folks. That's what happens. Um, That's pretty much the pretty much our mo over here. Hey, it hasn't hit moped talk yet, so we're good. <laughs> More fast. I got a great talk. story about mopeds. Uh, oh, okay. all right, go. Let's go, fro. Do it. There, there was a point. There were about uh, nine of us friends that, uh, that that rented a shop together, and what it was is it was a the, the back bays of an old Chevy dealership. Okay. So we we all hung out together. We were all there uh, pretty much every night, and and at one point we had reached the the phase where we decided we were buying mopeds. 
So there's nine grown men riding mopeds around a small town at about three o'clock in the morning. There may have been some some beverages involved, and we may have gotten chased by the police. I'm a large man. My moped did not go fast. I got to have a talk with the police. <clears throat> What did they say when they saw, uh, sir, we saw a prospect rocker on your little leather jacket there. We got to talk to you about that. We, we, we didn't get to that point, but it, okay. it was, uh, <laughs> it was contemplated. As long as they didn't say property of mad dog or something like that, you're probably okay. <laughs> See, that would be, that would be. Maddox's handle that would that be would mad be, dog. Yeah, that would be Maddox's handle. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That just came into my head. <laughs> That's hilarious. Kurt says, uh, Ron wrote several columns on his hatred of the group and how ridiculous the whole thing was. That sounds pretty ridiculous, Corvette guys. <laughs> we own the word survivor. That's funny. Maybe talk to Webster about that. I'm not a stalker. Okay. <laughs> I'm really curious now. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. I, I'll I'll have to find out for you. <laughs> this has got to be one of those things that eventually comes comes to to details, right? <laughs> Somebody's got to know. Yeah, I, I think we'll find out sooner or later. Um, if you start getting D picks in your DMs, don't share those with us, okay? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to expect from this this freak show. <laughs> Riding man peds. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, where are we at? So I found out something interesting. Um, the last time I did this live, we went for four hours and 18 minutes, which to me is just insane. And apparently StreamYard, the platform that I use for these, um, apparently I'm not on their top tier program or something, and I can't go over four hours. Um, I can, and I can play it and stream it live. But if I want to download the recording, it only allows me to download four hours of it. So... Um, I'm definitely, we're definitely not going four hours tonight, boys. Sorry. Uh, but, um, I just thought you all should know that we probably won't be doing any, uh, episodes of direct connections live that go over four hours for that reason, because I like to at least share them. And I, I'm kind of, uh, it bothers me that those 18 minutes are lost. And I know that I, there's a couple ways I can get, um, the recordings, but, um, still going to bother me that those 18 minutes, the only way you can see them or hear them are through the Facebook page, but we'll figure that out later. Um, I think that's it for comments. All right. Where are we at here? An hour and 30 minutes. Does anybody have anything else they want to contribute to the show before we call it a night? And I'm only saying that because um, I, I don't want to... I, I don't want to have any dead air um, because of me, because... <laughs> I'm winging it tonight. No subject, just talking Mopars with my buddies. So the floor is open. What's up, guys? Where, where are you at with Mr. Norm Truck? Uh, Mr. Norm Truck is in the driveway right now. It's dead in the water because uh, this is. people are going to laugh at this. I didn't realize the thing didn't have a fuel filter on it. Now, I was having problems getting it started. It was starting to be a hard start. And then finally... Um, it started, uh, dying on me after idling for about 10 minutes. So I bought a fuel filter and a fuel pump for it. I'm going to throw those on. Um, I have an Edelbrock intake I want to throw on it. And then, um, I'm going to adjust, I'm going to make some adjustments on the carb and go from there. But it was, it, it was running good. 
but then every once in a while it would fall on its face um and it wasn't consistent at all so when i realized i can't believe i missed this um when i realized it didn't have a filter on it i was like hmm so i've got some new fuel line uh and i'm gonna uh, i'm probably gonna crack that uh carb open to see you know what kind of destruction has happened because i'm assuming that it's not getting fuel you know if it's sitting there idling fine and then it just dies uh, to me it sounds like a fuel problem i don't know maybe somebody else has a better idea that would be a no no better ideas yeah i don't yeah it's probably fuel <laughs> that's what i'm thinking um so usually like with these things they're so simple it's got to be something easy you know what i mean and if it was idling perfect and then just died i'm like eh, you know with no filter on it and there was the fuel leak at the pump <clears throat> uh, there's just too many um too many uh fuel related issues that i'm having that i need to look into because I, i've said it a couple times um the first time i wanted to <laughs> to see if it was a one peel squeal uh it fell right on its face and i was like that's weird and then the second time i did it um it didn't so it, it's been very inconsistent with when it falls on its face so it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint exactly what it is but when i got the truck um my intention was always to go through it because i always tell people to go through their cars when they get them um safety check them and all that which i didn't do so i went against my own advice so now i'm going to go through um give the truck a tune-up and pretty much replace all the things that you would want to replace. Cause I don't know how, I don't know how, how, uh, how many miles the truck really has on it, you know, um, under a hundred thousand is the guess. Uh, we'll say around 80,000 original miles, um, unless it's turned over in that case, it would be closer to 200,000. So I'm just going to replace all the normal things you would replace on a service and then go from there. Cause I need it to be somewhat reliable. Cause I really want to cruise it during the summertime. So that's where I'm at on the, uh, the truck. Um, I do need to address that rear suspension. Cause that worries me a little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked about that, how everything's all cockeyed in the back on the driver's side. Um, there's something, something weird going on back there. So I may just replace a bunch of stuff. Who knows? Tad, <laughs> Tad wants to come on Tad. If you go to the top of the chat, I posted a link to get on screen so uh jump on um i'll probably stay on uh at the latest another 20 minutes so we'll probably end around two hours so matt what's uh what's next on the list for uh the duster where are you at what are you doing next what i'm doing next is i gotta get the like the i still gotta get the slant transmission out hmm. and uh pretty much what we're gonna start doing there is i gotta get all the cleanup that needs to happen, like all the old body putty and everything else that's seam sealer, everything, it's all got to come off because we're starting, because we're going to be redoing everything. So just a whole lot of boring cleaning that <laughs> that I don't think anybody would want to see on a video, but I'm still going to try to put together some YouTube videos. I've, I've ran across some videos on YouTube. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there were videos that I normally would have just skipped across but I saw how many views they had. And I was like, that's interesting. I got to check that out. Um, one of them was somebody posted on Facebook um, really recently within the past day or two uh, that they got a, um, a Harbor Freight welder, uh, multi-process, uh, uh, the titanium brand, I guess it would be. 
Um, and I was curious because I, I've heard good things about those things, but I've never used one. So I ended up YouTubing um, Harbor Freight welders just to see what people were doing with them. Cause I was like, Oh, well, if you're curious enough. You just go on YouTube and see what people are doing. And uh, there was one where the guy was, um, he was using flux core. He was using like a 125, like the cheapest, the cheapest Harbor Freight welder you could get to see if you could do body work and make it look half-ass decent um, and doing patch panels with a flux core welder. So I was really interested to see, uh, you know, cause that, I mean, in my opinion, you'd probably burn through, right? I mean, that's, you know, with the, with the garbage welder, I, that's what I was expecting, but you know, it didn't turn out that bad. And that was a lot of people must be in the market for, uh, lower cost welders or maybe just getting into welding because I saw a lot of views on a lot of those videos where people were talking about using flux core. Now, I don't know if that's because people are scared of gas or what, but um, it's definitely an interesting topic. Um, I haven't welded since high school and uh, it was all gas. So I don't know. Um, may, it might be a cost thing. It, yeah, it could be a cost thing too. Yeah, uh, you get a cylinder and all that jazz yeah. and What's your opinion on flux core welding for uh, like at home auto body stuff, pa small patch panels? I, I use an SP 100 Lincoln as I use gas. So I've never used flux on a car, flux core on a car. Yeah. I was actually pretty surprised because, you know, you get all the, all the spatter and shit. And uh, so, Oh, well, what do we have? What you guys, who's using a flux core? Matt, is it you? I, I've never welded a thing in my life. Uh, I haven't done any body work. All mine's been floor pans. So I think Fro used the flux core on his floor pans. How'd that work out, dude? You will get some some burn through on some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a tedious process. Uh, how how much adjustability did your machine have? Because uh, one of the videos the guy was talking about the. Uh, to practice a little bit first and, and uh, get your settings right, or you're going to be frustrated because you're going to be burning through shit and you're just going to have to go back over it. But, but if you're using the, uh, the, the cheap Harbor freight welder, there's really not that much adjustability yeah. anyway. So sure. Is that the one you were using? Out where you're going? Is that the one you were using? Yes. Yeah. They're like a hundred bucks, right? Right at. And it got the job done, right? <laughs> I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to have somebody go back and and do some more welding with a sure. better quality welder. But okay. they're, they're in place; they're where they're supposed to be. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because it got me thinking. Because I was like, "How much is that little 125?" And it was like 200 bucks. And I was like, "It might be uh, something nice to have around the house for like lawnmowers and stuff." But uh, I was really curious about if anybody had had um, experience doing any type of small patchwork with it. And I found a couple of videos and they had quite a few views. So um, I have done a little bit with it, but because that's what I started on when my dad had one, but okay. for the, another couple hundred bucks, they've got that Vulcan series now. Okay. I'd go that route. I yeah. mean, you have a shielding gas. It's, you're going to have way better results. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, you're looking at what you get the cheap one for a hundred or two hundred bucks, depending on which. If you go with the Chicago one or the one above that, um, yeah, I would say save up a little bit of money, or find someone you know that can weld. <laughs> Let's go back to the chat really quick. 
I sent you a link to those pictures of that CUDA if you wanted to show oh, that. Oh, in the chat? Okay, yeah, let me check that out. We got oh, a... Can... Here, let me see what we got here. I'll put it in the chat. Yeah, put it in the chat. We got another gentleman joining us on the stream. Phil, let's hope your let's hope your audio is better than Trev's. <laughs> well, I hope it is. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Uh, I know we're just listening to you guys talk about old Mopars, and it's kind of cool how everybody, you know, kind of has the little thing that gets you into them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, real quick about my '72 Charger that I had. When I was in high school in southern Idaho, uh, my buddy had, his brother had this 72. It was black with a white top, just a little 318 car. And uh, he says, you know, my brother's selling it. All he wants is 800 bucks for it. And this was, shit, 2000, I think. And uh, I had just just started working in a potato factory. And uh, I says, hey, Dad, if you loan me the 800 bucks, I'll pay you back in a couple weeks. And he says, you know, if you want it that bad, you'll figure out a way to get it. Well, I I didn't figure out a way to get it. And oh, no. my buddy my buddy bought it from uh, his brother, and his mom had an old Newport sitting out in the field. So he ripped out the 440 and the rear end and put under it and had the trans rebuilt. And that's what he drove it all through high school. And he had a big Metallica uh, sticker across the back window. <laughs> <laughs> and... My buddy Corey, he's uh, I don't know, like six four, six five, and we we called him Monkey Nuts all through high school, and that was just that was <laughs> <laughs> that was just Monkey Nuts' car, you know. Well, <clears throat> I end up some years later in my career in the military, able to afford it, and he'd kind of had his fun with it, and so I, I got the opportunity to buy this car. But I'm like I said, I'm up in North Pole, and so I had to go all the way down to South Idaho and then trailer it back. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. I drove it all over the, the couple summers I had it up here. And then I got accepted to flight school down in Alabama. Cool. And, uh, yeah, the thing that wasn't cool <laughs> was I had to ship that car down. Oh, no. Yeah, the, the military <laughs> contractors, there was a contractor that really everybody liked them. They took care of your ride. And they lost the contract to this new company. This new oh. company just sucks. Oh. And uh, I was, my wife had to go get it for me because it showed up in Georgia. And she had to rent a trailer, a U-Haul trailer, and take my Dodge pickup to go get it, get a babysitter for the kids, you know, and all that shit. She shows up, and the battery's dead. And the it had a B and M ratchet shift in it. There was there was a pair of vice grips attached to the end of the shifter cable, <laughs> and they they had completely destroyed my shifter. And uh, this she got over there. I don't know. It was probably uh, I don't know three or four in the afternoon. And they says, "Well, we don't have nobody to help get it up on the trailer." And so so she had to come all the way back over to Alabama. <laughs> and go back the next day with the kids and they had enough people they pushed it up on there and I, I was flying you know learning how to fly at the time so I couldn't do it well she got the car back home and I got a battery in it and it wouldn't start because it was stuck in drive it was stuck in drive because they were doing burnouts in my car 
and somehow <laughs> the the headers were too close to the the like plastic on the shifter cable and it melted that cable and so whenever you know you went to move it into into gear or whatever it just popped out the cable oh man <laughs> and these dudes wanted to argue like that's how we got it and i'm like the hell it is so I oh wow to, yeah i had to email the ceo of the company with pictures explaining what happened and a big it was a big to do finally they said yeah we'll we'll pay to fix your car well kind of a crappy thing i still have my house in alaska while i'm in alabama and the real estate agent that we hired to manage it that dude he was straight trash he never got anybody in my house so i'm paying my mortgage in alaska and getting less pay in alabama because i don't get a housing allowance when you live on the on the base and so six months goes by and I racked up credit cards and like the last thing I have that I can sell to pay bills so my house doesn't start becoming late was my charger. Oh man. <laughs> so I ended up having to sell it down there in Alabama. And uh luckily I got a new project now, but what do you got now? Uh a sixty nine satellite. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, B seven and it Oh yeah. yeah it's it's a cool it's a four-door but it's cool i think oh yeah, yeah I, I got it because i got four kids so i you know room's an issue yeah and uh i think what i'm gonna do it sounds kind of corny is kind of make an a12 tribute out of a four-door i like, door. I like it <laughs> i like the sound of that <laughs> um i i say it you can hear me say it quite a bit on the show that there's a certain segment of mopars that i don't think get a lot of love and that's the sedans i think they're cool and i think that um, it's a bad move not to jump on clean ones right now because uh, I see them coming up in price. So yeah, and, and it was five grand, a little three eighteen nine hundred four in it. Yeah, uh, it, I bought it in Wasilla, which is farther south. It's about a six six hour drive or so from Fairbanks, and it made it almost all all the way home before <laughs> it didn't want to run. Huh. Um, but it, it was only five grand, and it, the body's really clean, uh, fairly low miles. The interior's actually really nice. Nice. Um, see, my problem is, like like I'm sure yours is, is I can't stop looking at freaking Craigslist and other shit. It's a <laughs> so, disease, dude. Man. <laughs> to which there is no cure. <laughs> three days after I paid five grand for this satellite, there was a 69 Super B for 3500 bucks in Anchorage what and i was like oh like you were saying earlier you know when you have the money nothing's for sale then you buy it and you're like man wow i know i was a little bummed about that that's where uh <laughs> a super b for 3500 dollars. i might be i might be doing anything it takes to get that 3500 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'd still be married if i tried to make that one work man <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I mean, how much do you love your wife? I know I love mine a lot. 69 Super B for $3,500. That's, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd have, I'd have to make some sacrifices. Not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try to find a sucker for the van, <laughs> sell it to him for four grand. <laughs> Man, I wish, I wish there have, I could have found a way, but uh, as you can guess, it, it went super quick. I, oh yeah. I was checking every few hours to see if it was there and it was only up for, three or four hours and somebody wow, bought that, it it's crazy that it was up for that long um i can't imagine that mopars turn up too often in alaska 
No, and they really don't. And it's weird because Alaskans are really bad at hoarding shit. <laughs> and so one of my buddies, he was living off of a Renton, uh, off of kind of a back road out, I guess, north of North Pole. And uh, I went out to help him move a couch. And I took a way out of his place I no- don't normally do. And there was a duster sitting there that was flat black. And I was like, man, you need to find out who owns that. Well, he never did, and then he had to move. But uh. it's still sitting there, you know. And there's rumor <clears throat> Delta, Delta Junction's a little little town out uh, to the east of us. There's rumor there's a 70 Superbird in Delta. And really? some dude's garage just chilling. Wow. Start knocking on doors. <laughs> well, I think by the uh, by the end of the year, I think we're going to be down in Idaho. Oh yeah, yeah. I grew up there and okay, found a really good deal on a place that has man, it has three shops on it, not garages, like full on freaking shops. Where's this place <laughs> at? I'm looking for a new house. <laughs> uh, this part of Washington's a little bit too liberal for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I need know, to I'm on the southern side. <laughs> yeah, See, that's what, my sister's it. My brother in law's the infantry dude there at JBLM, and my sister hates it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous these days. I used to love um, where I lived, but uh, it's it's not the way it used to be. It used to, I always thought Seattle was more of like a do whatever you want, just don't hurt other people type thing, and now it's like you know, people are getting up in your business. I don't like that. Um, Cause I can, I can, it's moving North too. I live North of Seattle and I can okay. see how the, I can see how the people look at uh, my cars and stuff. When I brought the van home, see on my side of the street, there's a, a right in front of my house is a sign that says no parking this side. You damn straight. When I got that van, I was like, well, I'm going to take the trailer back tomorrow and I need someone's help off- offloading this van. So I'm going to park the van on the trailer <laughs> with my truck right in front of my house, right in front of the sign that says no parking this side. And I dare the HOA to say something to me about it. <laughs> and I know, I know it just pissed them off. And I recently saw a sticker on, I think it was a marketplace that said, my neighbors love this van. I'm getting that sticker <laughs> just to piss them off. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we got another friendly face in the chat. Big Red. Is this the same Big Red that I read your story on the show? Oh, Can you hear you me go. now? I can hear you now, sir. <laughs> Sorry, my mic was off. It's all good, man. Um, I read your story, didn't I? Yes, sir. Remind me, was it uh, the newer Mopar? Yeah, it was the uh, Black Magnum. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I got to race in, uh, when I was yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. See, my memory isn't all completely shot. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm pretty good at remembering things. What's up, man? What's on your mind? Uh, we were You just guys were talking about a bunch of kind of interesting things about the sedans yeah. and a few probably about a month ago i seen one for sale for around 30k a sedan yeah it was a 70 satellite really and oh, they they put the uh roadrunner the scoops on the side and cloned it as a roadrunner oh, really it had the had the stripes it was orange with a tan interior it was a really nice car but thirty thousand was it's a stretch. <laughs> a little un- unusual for a sedan. That's yeah, a big stretch. <laughs> um, I think I remember that car, and I think it had uh, a legit air grabber hood and everything on it. 
Really? I saw the same one on on Facebook is where I saw it, I believe. Yeah, that's where I seen it. It was re- really a nice car. It was. But but a sedan. See, and that's all. Gosh, it it really is subjective. You know, if that if that guy who really wants a sedan and has deep pockets sees that thing, he might fall in love and go 30 grand. Yes, I want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you never can tell. Um yeah, I, I I don't think I saw that one. That one definitely would have made it uh, onto the Mopar Hunter Facebook page. <laughs> I would definitely would have shared something like that. Thirty grand, you know, I'm an optimist, and some things are just I don't comment on them too much, but some things are crazy. I know. Uh, have any of you guys seen Mike Coffee's latest acquisition? Yeah, the Challenger. The Challenger. God, that man! <laughs> I've been watching the comments. Popcorn in hand. It is fabulous. Oh, yeah. I love it. And it's funny because like, you know, Mike says 40 grand. Okay. He really doesn't want to sell the car. He would like to keep it, but we all know that he would sell it for less than 40 grand. Who's going to come up there with cash. You know what I mean? It's like they, people see these prices and they seem to think now some of these people are firm on their price and they're just insane. We know that, but uh, it never hurts to see what somebody will want for a car. But um, and for I, what that car is, he's not that far off. I don't think he, but see, and then you, there are two ways to look at it because it, I mean, bud, you work in a restoration shop. How much would it cost to restore that car? Thousands upon tens of thousands, and thousands, <laughs> thousands and thousands. I mean, you might be in it. God, when it's all said and done, I mean, <laughs> gosh, probably close to six figures. I would imagine, you know, if you wanted everything like perfect, you know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, it, it's a hefty investment, but you know, what's it going to be worth 20 years from now? You know, is that $100,000, inv- let's call it 100 grand total. Uh, is that $100,000 investment going to net you 50 grand in the future? You never know. You never know what's going to happen with the economy. So, um, or the collectability of these things. So, uh, gosh, um, it, it's a lot of money for me. I, I would, uh, I obviously don't have $40,000 cash. <laughs> but I don't either. if I had enough money to throw around where I'm like, I can buy a project car for thirty or forty thousand dollars cash. I probably don't give a shit what it costs to fix it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm throwing that much money around, and like I love the people that, that talk the smack and they're like, "Oh well, I could buy that car if I wanted to, but it's a piece of shit and I don't want it." It's like, "Oh well, yeah. okay, dude." <laughs> like there's that one guy who was talking shit. He's like, "I could buy it if I wanted." And I was like. When I see that kind of stuff, I have to do a little spy detective work. I'm like, all right, let's, what's this guy all about? And he's selling a bunch of Fox body parts on Marketplace. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, probably can't afford it, but that's okay. You know, I, I love can't. Mike's, I love Mike's comments on, on your page. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, they kill me. Oh, yeah. Uh, as soon as he, as soon as I saw the car, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I already knew that it was going to end up. Because <laughs> if he didn't share it on my page, you damn right. I was going to put it on there just to see what would happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a really cool car. It, it, the man, if it was a V code or a Hemi car, it wouldn't even be a question if it was worth 40 grand. You know what I mean? Uh, that's just one of those cars that you don't, and it, it, now, it, it does check that, all the boxes, you know, except for a couple. Was it someone paint that white? Did I see was the fender tag is an FC seven. It is an FC seven yeah. car. Yes. That's what yeah. I thought. They put a, a blue reflective stripe on the driver's side though, or something uh i'd have to look at the pictures again um that sounds familiar but yeah the, uh he pulled up the carpet it is fc7 it's got fc7 on the tag um 
it tag was just really it was really crusty it was hard to read when yeah, I was yeah it was that's another thing that pisses me off when all the when the color is found on other places of the car but somebody painted the the tag you know i see a lot of rattle can tags i'm like why would you do that uh <laughs> you know maybe they're rusting out and they wanted to try to preserve them who knows but uh yeah. i think i think the car's pretty cool um would i pay forty thousand dollars even if i had forty thousand dollars uh, that's debatable because I know there's a lot of cool cars out there that are uh, $40,000. But um, it's funny when people like that guy, he was comparing uh, those restored challengers to that one. And it you can't always compare cars like that because, you know, like Mike was saying, well, is it, you know, is it a true U-code, four-speed, super track pack, <laughs> you, you know, car? Or is it a 318, you know, <laughs> JH car that they just put a big block in and dressed up like an RT, you know? And then you've got other guys that are like, oh, I, I paid 28 grand for this one and it's a clone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you know, where, where, what direction do you go? You really, you really are comparing apples to oranges, really. Um, it's like comparing a, a Superbird project for 60 grand to a satellite clone Superbird for 30 grand that's done you know you want the real bird or do you want the fake one you know what i mean so i don't know i bounce back and forth but uh that kind of stuff is definitely entertaining mike's hilarious <laughs> when he gets that kind of stuff <laughs> but big red what are you working on these days you still got the magnum or what yeah uh that's kind of my sunday driver and uh, every day i go out and work on i got a 68 cornet station wagon did you have that when you wrote the story i forget uh i did i don't think i mentioned it though okay what's the story with that thing uh, we got it out of, so I live in Ohio. Okay. We, me and a buddy drove like three hours to go look at this thing. And the guy wanted like 2,500 bucks for it. No motor, no trans, just basically a shell interior was trashed. And he made it sound like it had, it was a lot nicer shape than it was. <laughs> so I was, I was ready to walk on it. And my buddy talked him down and we got it for like 1200 bucks. A B body really? wagon. That's not yeah. bad. <laughs> no. So it's getting a Magnum 5.9. Okay. Uh 46 RE nine and a quarter out of a Dakota RT. And I'm I'm building it to be a daily. Nice. What is it? You you like wagons, don't you? What, well, is, it about, what is it about wagons? Uh, I just like the long roofs. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. I mean, hey, my uh, first car was a 91 Caprice. Uh, a wagon? wagon with the wood on it it did not have the oh, wood okay. right. I, I do not like the wood grain <laughs> so you either love it or hate it um i actually like it on the uh on like the um uh the uh the case the k cars like the k car uh, uh wagons i i like wouldn't the, like the turbo like, front wheel drive yeah the two twos <laughs> yeah yeah uh i like those would i ever buy one probably not <laughs> um but uh I, one guy had me, <laughs> I photoshopped, uh, an 87 red Shelby Daytona to see what mine would look like lowered with some wheels on it. And this guy hit me up and he's like, dude, you're really good with Photoshop. Can you Photoshop my car? And I was like, sure. And it was one of those woody wagons. And I was like, what do you want me to Photoshop? And he goes, just slam it to the ground. I was like, all right, just slam the shit out of it. Send it back to him. He's like, yes. And I was like, whatever floats your boat dude but big red i got a question for you why do they call you big red uh well 
I'm six <laughs> foot five, 350 pounds, and I have red hair. Uh, yeah, sarcasm. <laughs> no, that that's funny, dude. Um, cool, man. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, I'm just, let's take a look at the chat one more time. Where did Fro go, Matt? He, he, oh, he had to the house. I see. I see. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I want to know who this uh, Fro lover is. Uh, yeah, they seem they seem to know him. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we stop? Oh yeah, Tad was trying to get on. Um, sorry, Tad. I, I sent you the. Uh, maybe come on next time. I know you got a lot of stories, dude. <laughs> Jason says I have a seventy duster hemi swap just finished. Awesome, dude. There you go. Hell yeah. Hemi swap the world. J uh, Trevor says, who's got some 440 speed parts? I need my Ram charger to do wheelies. <laughs> <laughs> Contact uh, Mancini Racing or... <laughs> there he is. Yeah, figured it out. <laughs> Hemi swap. Trade you for a four barrel intake for a 318 poly. <laughs> Kurtz is a heartbreaking super super bird story and a heartwarming tale of a boy and his rotor. <laughs> what carb is on the truck now? Uh, Edelbrock AVS2, if you're talking to me. Trash in the tank. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. I thought it was um, getting gunked up. Uh, I'm going to pull the line off this weekend and just see what we got going on in there. Tad. Huh. Is Fro sick? He's being oddly nice. <laughs> we totally can. I use the HR welder. I'm assuming he meant FR as in Harbor Freight. Or am I not? Who knows? Tad, uh, get back to me on that, dude. I want to know about your equipment because I thought it was hilarious when he, he shows us this immaculate vinyl top on his Super B. And he's like, yeah, I, got I did it with this little heat gun from Harbor Freight. And I'm like, see, you don't need expensive shit. <laughs> I love it. Tad's always full of surprises. God, that was a fun episode. <laughs> uh. Chris says, being on the phone, I can't scroll over this. I'm trying to get on. Um, Chris, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Big Red is Chris. <laughs> Man, see what happens. You guys use uh, nicknames on me. Um, did the entire be with one of the welding wire makes a huge difference? Okay, so uh, I did. I did hear that, um, Tad. I heard that. Uh, throw out the wire that comes with it and um, get some better wire, and you'll get better results. Yeah, we can't get to the top of the list on your, our phone. I don't know why, dude. Um, I said we were going to cut it off at two hours, and we're going two o five now. So we're going to get ready to shut her down. Um, Curtis, I cannot highlight this link, so we'll have to uh, come on the show. Come on the next live stream, okay? And then uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll try to remember to get on to the chat, and then just copy and paste that for next time. <laughs> Mike, coffee. <laughs> I texted it to you too. So, all right, cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Mike, don't worry. We weren't talking about you the whole time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Ed says, go wagons. My 64 is a wagon. Cool, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a hard pass only because I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got to go, oh, so it's not worth 40K. It's maybe 4K. You dropped a zero somewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I love that. Shit. I, I was telling Mike, I was like, I wish all these guys that are the appraisers, I wish they had the awesome Mopars because you know damn well they wouldn't sell them for that cheap. But I know put their money where their mouth is. I'll buy them all day. I'll figure out a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's Everybody's those... a flipper. Ah, gosh. Um, I, you know, I don't have a problem with flippers. I have a problem more so with, cause flipping, I mean, that's how you get the good shit. <laughs> Let's be honest here. My coffee has flipped some shit and, that, and that's why he has cool shit. That's all there is to it. You know what I mean? So there is a, uh, there's definitely a way to get yourself up in the game. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I'm with you, buddy. Uh, I'm curious to see, because I remember Mike had the uh, 70 Barracuda, was it? And it was like 25. And there was so many people talking shit about that car. And guess what? It sold. So <laughs> guess who got the last laugh on that one? <laughs> uh. oh 71 uh barracuda that's right that's right um yeah mike uh we're i'm gonna go live again next week um probably uh saturday i'm doing a show on friday night with chuck um saturday night i'll probably come on and do a live too um, that'll be an open forum. Yeah, Turnkey with a 440 and it was solid. Yeah, I, I liked the Barracuda. Um, I was surprised it got so much hate. <laughs> All right, Trevor, looking forward to it, buddy. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and call it a night. Uh, I got a quick question for Curtis, though. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Let's hear it. Go for it, man. What are you gonna? What intake are you gonna run on that stroker? Uh, I haven't figured it out yet. I've got it. I've got two Edelbrock LD4Bs sitting around. I'll probably shove one on there right now. Um, it kind of depends. I haven't decided on a cam or what I'm gonna do yet. I know. Gotcha. I'm in the very beginning stages of it. I bought the motor and figured out the crank needed needed some work, and it's almost it's only a couple hundred dollars more to buy a kit rather than fix what I have. I see. I said, no, if you're going to offload an LD4B here before long, <laughs> so, I do have a spare. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that outside of this, I suppose. <laughs> yep. yep. Get a hold of me. What did you figure out about uh, heads, Curtis? Uh, for right now, everyone I've talked to says I should be fine with the stock heads that Mopars used a harder seat than Fords and Chevys. If it was one of them for sure would need to get different seats. Hmm. So I'm just going to run it. I mean, see what happens. I've had, my dad's never had issues with them. Anyone else I've talked to has never had issues. So if it sucks a valve, I'll just go aluminum. But for right now, most of my money's going into the bottom end. There you go. That does it. Any any final words before we do the roundtable and share social medias and stuff like that? I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem, yeah, bud. Thanks, why, why, tell everyone where they can find you, buddy. 
uh, Instagram, Muscle Car Syndicate, all one word, and also on uh, YouTube, Muscle Car Syndicate. Not very many videos. I'm still working on that. So, Like and subscribe to Muscle Car Syndicate on Instagram and on YouTube. Curtis, what do you got, buddy? Uh, Best way is on Instagram. It's just Curtis Mundy, one word. Cool. Uh, Mostly just dart stuff. Yeah. So you're going to share pictures of the building stuff on there? Yeah, you know. Most mostly that some firearms, but that's that's for another that's <laughs> nice. for another one. Nice. We should start a new podcast talking firearms, talking guns or something. Yes. <laughs> I'm not down for that. <laughs> Kurt Kurt hit me <laughs> after the last podcast, he's like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm like, I was like, What what are you sorry for? And he's like, Oh, the ARs in the background. And I was like, Hey man, we're, we're cool here. We're pro <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, we're pro Second Amendment. So yeah. that's yeah. that. Between that and cars, I'm broke for life. <laughs> Same. Start having kids, brother. <laughs> you should you should start another podcast just called Shop Talk, where it's um, not just Mopars, but your scooters, four wheelers, guns. I've talked to I've talked to Big Block about this. I wanted to do kind of a separate show called Garage Therapy. <laughs> Perfect. Just, just talking shit. Uh huh. Cause I, I don't know that sometimes I bite my tongue a little bit. Cause I, I can go off the rails real quick. We have a real good time. <laughs> but uh, Got to try to keep it somewhat clean in case, you know, motor trend ever comes knocking. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, Big red, you got social media or what? Nah, just, just what it, on here. Okay, cool. We'll look for you next time. Phil, what about you, buddy? No, man, really the Instagram I got's all Alaska hunting, hunting type pictures and okay. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, I, I would like to talk to you. Uh, obviously, you're trying to get off now, but uh, sure. through through some military programs, I can get loans for businesses and something with buying. You know, you you, you do find good deals on old cars, be it Chevy, GM, Ford, whatever, whatever, sure. and uh, essentially selling run and driving projects. You know, do do like plug changes and fluid changes, sure, and then that kind of stuff, but. I don't want to keep you too tied up tonight, but eventually I would like to kind of talk to you and kind of feel it out and see what you think. Uh, message me directly. Um, hit me up on my personal Facebook page. All right, Chris. I appreciate right. you letting me uh, right. entertain you for a minute. Hey, this is an open forum. I said it before. I want to talk to everybody who wants to talk Mopars with me. So um, good times. And last but most certainly not least, Big Block, Matt Monroe. Tell us where we can find you. All the good stuff. I mean, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all under Big Box Garage, uh, Pod Page, Apple Podcasts. We're we're all over the place. Uh, Mad Fro Monroe is the name of the show. Listen and subscribe. If you listen and subscribe to this show, you definitely need to listen and subscribe to Matt's show. It's a good one. Um, I I love the grassroots type shows. You know, the overproduced stuff. I'm just not. It's just not me. Um, oh. Before we go, did you guys see that Kevin Hart got a show? Did you guys see that? No. No. Kevin, They're giving Kevin Hart and a bunch of comedians a show about building cars. I'm pissed. Okay? Really? I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. What, I, uh, not to do with them? And since I just ended my yeah. potential career with Motor Trend by saying that, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pissed. I'm like, Kevin Hart? You mean the guy that had a friend wreck his Cuda and then sued Speed Corps? All right. Didn't he just buy another one? Yeah, he got another one. I think. 
I'm I'm hoping he really wasn't. I'm hoping that his lawyers were more behind that and it wasn't him. Um, of course, I'll be tuning into the show to see what kind of shit they come up with. I hope it's not some bullshit. I really hope it's good. Um, only because I like good car shows, not bullshit shows. And when I, who is that? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought I thought that was Johnny Mopar tuning in from the track. <laughs> Freaking wiener dog. Camera. Next time I want to talk about I'm going to go live from the driver's seat of my overpriced 70 Challenger RT 440. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kelly Badfish 67 on Instagram. All right, guys. That's it. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopar's Direct Connections. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys for showing up and joining me on the show. We'll do it again next time. Remember, it's an open forum. If you want to come on here and talk Mopars with me and everybody else, all you have to do is join us in the chat, click the link, and we'll get you on. Um, except for Trevor, his connection sucked. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> we'll try again next time, buddy. All right. We'll see you guys later. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit talkingmopars.com. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, suggestions, Mopar stories, or anything else on your Mopar addicted mind, you can reach me by email, chris at talkingmopars.com, or leave me a voice message that I will play on the show. My voicemail box number is 209-28-MOPAR. I know some of you are like, Chris, when are you going to do another solo episode? You know, you've been doing a lot of lives. That's really cool. But we want to hear some more high performance heritage. We want to hear some more listener stories. I'm telling you right now, folks, we are going to get to those. I'm just going through a transitionary period where I'm trying out these lives and I really enjoy them. So maybe I'll start reading stories and stuff like that live on Facebook and then replaying them here. I'm not quite sure yet. All I know is I'm having fun. I hope you are too. And we'll see you next time right here on Talking Mopars. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars Direct Connections live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.